and welcome to episode 405 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparez. Who else is joining me here from the mystical, magical Justin Allen Studio of the Airwaves? Patreon.com slash LazerTime to get it named after you. Hi, uh, Earthquake lover Chris Antista. And uh, Matthew, the only native Angelino on this podcast, Alan. That's true. And special guest. I don't have anything witty to say. My name is T.L. Foster. Uh, Gabe Sop. <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> that's that's it. my, that's that's my side on I did, I did have that in my little notes. Like, I mean, we, ta- we talked about the Game Stonk thing last week, but I don't... I didn't like. I don't think we'll ever have a story that big and relatively harmless to talk about ever again. I think the first, the first month of the year that's going to be the gaming story of twenty twenty one. You notice that they yeah. they kept remarkably silent about it. Like their social account wasn't like, yeah, game stones, <laughs> bitch. It was like, like <laughs> it was like, please don't notice us. Please, if anyone notices us, they will sell all their stock immediately. It was like, like when I did my first stand up performance and people applauded. I'm just like, stop. This is not worth this. <laughs> no. <laughs> You don't. You not want to no, invest no, this right sit now. Sit back down, sir. Sir, where are you from? Sit back down. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I know you, Matt. You were a little worried how our conversation would be received because now that we, I think we're past the uh, yeah, fuck the hedge fund billionaire dick shits who manipulate markets in their favor all the time. Now we're just mm-hmm. like, uh, uh, yeah, our economy is technically tied to this thing, and like yeah. the well, at, the thing that I thought was silly about the whole thing because I. I haven't got a chance to talk. I've literally haven't got a chance to talk about it. Who do they think? Like, people act like hedge fund owners don't go on Reddit. People act like yeah. they, these people. Like, the, yeah. the 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 bigger thing about it was as the as more money went into it, you had to realize it was still the hedge fund. It was hedge like, fund. Owners. It was other hedge funds fucking over yeah. their competitors. It, it was yeah. still a money fight. And yeah. like, yeah. so that's yeah. why it wasn't a praxis movement. It wasn't this far left. Like, oh, we figured the thing out. It was just like there was a short. People saw it. People exploited it. If you made money, good. If you didn't, I mean, you that's, know. that's that's yeah. the, probably the, the the fallout we'll see on a macro, microcosmic level. Is that now there are a bunch of smug redditors who think they're savvy investors and are gonna get their money they're gonna lose their money it happened to me that it happened to me as well i pulled i cashed out all my amc and gamestop stock and pushed it all last sunday on the maryland manson and it, it really blew <laughs> oh, up in my oh, face no. it oh, really no. blew you see so <laughs> oh, no. just to remind we don't know exactly what we're doing maybe stay away from the stock market Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, definitely don't listen to us about anything financial advice related. <laughs> oh, God, Other no. than when we have game deals, and, then you should listen. Don't invest in Marilyn Manson. That, that's, all, that's whatever you do. I put Never all have. my money in turnips. That's where my money goes, <laughs> uh-huh. and they Just spoil after a week. Don't rewind time. Whatever you do, I know it's tempting. Time. Don't do it. The- the only time I've been invested in Marilyn Manson is when he did the opening song for WWE SmackDown. That's about it. That's about as invested as he I've did? ever been in anything Marilyn Manson. Uh, yeah, yeah, the beautiful, beautiful people. people beautiful people was their theme song for like Whoa, I think three or four the years. People, the beautiful people. Yeah. I've had that going through my head the whole time, but he's saying like with the rated mind. R superstar who won the Rumble, baby. And the first Rumble I haven't watched in like ten years. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, for Black History Month, it was the first rumble that a black person won. 
uh, Bianca Belair. Oh, wow. I thought yeah. it was Edge. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Edge is Canadian, not black. Team. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But I mean, like, I mean, that's a big deal. First ever black person to win a Royal Rumble. Jesus. Wow. Yep. It's, that's a long time to go without that happening. You're absolutely <laughs> right. <laughs> well, okay, but not so long in that they haven't been doing a women's Rumble for along they've only been doing that one for like three years no 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 but yeah yeah yeah. like the women's rumble's only been there's i think this is the third year yeah uh but what i mean is there's not been another black royal rumble winner Mm. other than bianca belair never won the rumble the rock never won the rocks never won the royal rumble really okay i guess he didn't need to he doesn't need to get in on technicality every 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 main event he's the rock has been at wrestlemania he has been the world heavyweight champion going into it yeah Wow. And we're boring, Michael. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, a little bit. There was a Black History thing happened, and I, I got the time. I mean, that, that, right. that, that is pretty cool. Um, and well, I, it's, it's, I, it's our chance to transition, but yeah. we mentioned Black History. We should tell our listeners, uh, once again, we're doing what we did last year, whereas the entire month, hopefully, if we can book them all, uh, of February, Black History Month, we will feature black guests on the show because Black Lives Matter. Yes. Hard stop. I want to say all credit to TL for coming to us with this idea last year, and it's a fantastic idea. I'm proud to be doing it for a second year in a row. I've had no such luck with laser time. (laughs) (laughs) Have you tried? Yeah. Come on, guys. You don't want to talk about Play-Doh commercials? This is important. It's Black History Month. I've I've told you multiple times I would love to talk about Play-Doh commercials. There's also a lot of black cartoons we could talk about. We could talk about Wade Head. There's so many. Wade Head. Oh, my God. Seabear and Jamal. That's what what I have to tackle. I <laughs> love Seabear Jamal. <laughs> Give me Tone Loke anything. Are we, are we ever allowed to talk praisingly about Fat Albert again? I forget where that all stands. Oh, Is that I disconnected enough? Is it? Uh, yeah, Keenan Thompson made a great movie with Fat Albert. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's the only that was created by Keenan Thompson. That's... A great movie that I was featured in a local Los Angeles uh, commercial for singing Christmas carols next is. to Keenan Thompson and the entire crew. There's our segue. Uh, well, you actually came up with this, Matt, like because it's four oh five. It's the four oh five. The four oh five. Well, if you're a SoCal scumbag, what are you fine. doing here? <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah. uh, but yeah. like I I this is how ignorant I am. When you said that, I thought you meant the area code, and I'm like, wait, no, that's Oklahoma City. What the fuck is he talking about? And I realized, no. like, oh no, 405 is like the interstate that like goes through the middle of LA. It goes all the way up to Washington too, doesn't it? I'm pretty sure well, it, goes, yeah. it is an interstate. So yes, it would have to. And, and I, I just yeah, want to just a, a quick plug in here. I was excited to do it because this week on 30 2010, for the first time ever, I watched a movie twice in preparation because I love it so much. L.A. Story turns 30, and it is Hell yeah. oh. it is a fantastic movie about L.A., and it's also one of those movies that, that I can't describe the tone. It's somewhere between Woody Allen and Naked Gun and then into this Pete and Pete Arrested Development absurdist surreal. I, I, I don't know of another movie like it. No one talks about it. It's the best Steve Martin movie. I, I like it a whole lot. I, I see what you mean with favorites. Woody Allen because Steve Martin cast himself against Sarah Jessica Parker like at the height of her beauty. Like, oh yeah, that's no, my he's, he's actually yeah, she actually credits that role as like uh, she had only played like mousy nerds and like this is the first time I think she yeah. said it's the first time I got to not wear a ponytail and glasses in a production. Like, excuse oh, me, sir, I saw girls just want to have fun back in the eighties. All right, is she, she in that? Yes. Oh, that, that, that's not the movie with the the journalist who goes undercover as a guy and shows her tits at the end. That's just one. Of the, uh, that's just one of the guys. That's that. She's all that. No, 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 no. Uh, one of the one of the guys. Just one of the guys. Yes, that's the yeah. one. Let's okay. not remake that one, people. 
<laughs> I think they already did. I think they might have actually like recently. Um, but I yeah, I I have done uh, probably more than a day's research into the topic of uh, open world recreations of Los Angeles. We've done yes. this before for Manhattan, and uh, it might be fun to do this for for more cities. L.A. is like uh, the some would say evil, some would say good twin of New York. They're sort of like diametrically opposed opposites on opposite sides one, of the one, country. One's a city, the other one is a series of suburbs strung together with freeways. Yes. Like it's, literally... Yeah. Uh, it's a and that's why I think it's horrible think it's Frankenstein's monster of clogged traffic. Yeah, and that's why yeah. I think it's harder to nail L.A. in a video game because it's like, well, what? which parts of L.A. are right. you, you going to go I, I remember I, how much I used to say I hated L.A. because I went there for the first time for E3 and they sort of plunk you down into what is it like the financial district Mm-mm. no We're downtown no. Oh, that is, is it downtown downtown yeah. I mean d- down it's downtown yeah for some trivia yeah. they if you've ever seen the Charlton Heston movie Omega Man the mm-hmm. second I am legend movie the opening of the movie is him driving around in nothing and like everyone's like how'd you do that and like we shot on the weekend there's no homes yeah, here. Well, that yeah. Up until recently, downtown people didn't live there. They they've recently had a lot of gentrification where they built lofts oh, and yeah. stuff like that. But downtown was just a banking business district, and it was empty. Yeah. So for E3, I remember like I, I walked into a, like a Ralph's. Hello, Angelinos. And I'm like, can I buy cigarettes? And like <laughs> cigarettes. Do you have a car? No. Like, and they laughed at me. That'll be several exits up that way. There's like not a liquor store or anywhere to buy cigarettes around here. Because it's, mm. it's, it's L.A., baby. And I was so annoyed with it. But I think eventually, I forget when it was, I was doing something um, working for a publisher. And I was doing something with a game. And I just stayed the 14 days in between E3. And I really got to know L.A. I took the, the subway every, everywhere. Got to drive a little around there. And it, it was it charmed the fucking pants off me. It, uh, and so I thought this idea was really cool. I've softened on L.A. a little bit. I just watched L.A. Story yeah. twice. And I love looking at these uh, YouTube videos because... Unlike a, a lot of other games that recreate, it, it's boring to drive in New York. It's yeah. it's just mm. a stupid fucking grid. I, I remember when I was in LA like two years ago uh, to shoot um, my short. I remember texting Matt and just being like, "I love it here." Like I've heard all these horror stories. I'm from like I'm from Florida, so like we hear everything like, "Oh, LA snooty and." It's so spread, like, like, well, it's like, it's like, it's, it's so congested and everything else. Cause like, I'm from Jacksonville. So Jacksonville, Jacksonville is a lot like LA where it is just suburbs that are yeah, just spread sprawl. out. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's urban sprawl. Right. Uh, but I just like, I was living in, I was living, I was staying in, uh, West LA and it was really great. Uh, I got to go and walk to Roscoe's chicken and waffles, which is nice. like the Mecca for me. And I've been waiting to go there. And it's the just one like, on, uh, <laughs> on Western. Yes. The main uh, one? Yeah, the original one. Yeah. The original one. Um, and then, like, just being around L.A., like, I loved every second of L.A. It's just, it's so, it's just such a, like, a really weird cultural city that it was just really cool to go to. Yeah, and more, yeah, more so than like, any other city, it's where, like, it's where all the nerdy stuff I like is kind of the money rolls into. Even if even if What's-His-Nuts wrote that Marvel comic in Portland, the movie, <laughs> the, the, the movie money flowed in through here. So I, I remember that there was just one year... The first couple E3s I went to were, like, locked in a hotel room, and maybe we go to, like, an industry party in the financial district, when I just sort of like, no, fuck this. I'm going to, like, Meltdown and IM8Bid and UCB, and, like, that was great. That felt really good. But even that's, I mean, that's what's so funny is whenever anyone tells me, like, I hate L.A., I'm like, well, just drive a few, yeah. few blocks. Yeah, go like, well, it's, it's yeah. so different. Which I didn't have the luxury like of doing. 
I have like a, yeah. a love hate thing that has evolved over the space of several years. And I remember like there was sort of a turning point. Like my first few E3s, I think I was staying like out in the boonies and having to get cabs to go downtown. Mm-hmm. And so it was always just like, this is miserable. I'm spending most of my time on the freeway. This city is built around cars, but there's always traffic jams everywhere. I fucking yeah. hate it here. And then there was one year, that the year that I actually met uh, my friend Rich Grisham, who's in the industry, and was, like, hanging out with him at E3 for a couple days, and just, like, I think I probably gave him an earful about how much I hated L.A. just in general. And then I remember, like, I was hanging out with him and his friend, and, like, we were walking around Hollywood Boulevard, and it was sunny, and the weather was perfect, and people (laughs) were nice, and we went to an In-N-Out, and the food was great, and then he just looks at me and is like, tell me again why you hate L.A.? I'm like, I don't have an answer for that. As a proud, multi, almost multi-decade San Franciscan, Mm -hmm. the hate is jealousy. I've always said that and it's a very much a one one sided rivalry because it's like people from San Francisco hate Angelinos we don't think of San Francisco it's like the Don Draper I don't think of you at all San Francisco (laughs) had a leg to stand on when most of its money was coming through poetry scholarships but now that it's just a douchey (laughs) fucking tech center that's impossible to afford LA has, has you there too it's it's say, it's a way bigger cultural cultural center of more interesting art and uh, and it's affordable for now and beaches that you can actually beaches swim in the ocean swim. because the water is warm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was gonna sand. say, is it is it that is it that you guys hate L A or is it did you, you just hate E three in the process of dealing with E three? <laughs> I think I think Game Journal knows it's mostly they hate E three yeah. because again yeah. that's they they see this very specific section of L A that's yeah, pretty much fun. just like the Staples Center in downtown and like. <laughs> When I, I lived in LA, I lived near there because USC is near there. Like basically the place, USC is near, if you've ever seen Boys in the Hood, it's a freeway exit away from that. Like it's not a great part of LA, but now that's all been like, it's, there's this nice LA corridor that goes to like Staples and downtown. But then I also lived in Hollywood. Like I lived near the Grove, you know, and, and like uh, Melrose and stuff. And then I lived in the South Bay, which is this whole other like an hour away, it's south of the airport, which is like near beaches. Like it's like Manhattan Beach, like where the kids from 90210 moved after they graduated high school is the South Bay. It's like these nice houses right on the beach, right? So LA just has, and I've I worked on the West Side, like I worked in Santa Monica. You know, it's just like it's, so it's why many the movie industry spots. is there, not only because the temperate weather, but that yes. it has they they could recreate so many types of environments because like. It is a really unique looking city. You can find mm. yeah. snow or a mountain or a forest or a desert within like yes. 30 minutes of L.A. Yeah, and I, I lived where I grew up mm. is an hour from L.A. And then if you go past Riverside where I grew up, there's like Palm Springs. There's full on desert, yep. you know, there's but 40 minutes away from there is like mountains with snow in them. Mm. Like L.A., the joke is everything's 15 minutes away, but the reality is pretty much anything like variety of environments are about an hour drive. It's yeah. just, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I, th- I think, you know, I, I, in in later years, I found my enjoyment of L.A. tends to depend entirely on where I am, what I'm doing, and who's around me. Mm-hmm. There have been times yeah. when I've I've been in the same area and felt like, oh, this is really nice. And, like, I'm just picking up some, like, sort of weird environmental hostility. Like, people around here know I'm not one of them. Mm-hmm. They know I you don't know belong. I, I'm the, too ugly. In terms... In terms of the people, what I noticed when I was probably the whole written Pac-Man shirt, but (laughs) I mean, yeah, there is. So L.A., the social currency there is like um, it's how you look and what you drive. And it's it's it is very much appearance social currency in the Bay Area. The social currency is 
well, where do you work? What's your job? Are you a Google yeah. person? Are you a Facebook that was, person? It's a totally different that way was always, to I'm watching movies cool. with my girlfriend, and, and like there's a fancy scene with a rooftop pool. I'm like, oh, I've been there. And like, yeah, why? And, and she's like, why? I'm like, Naruto. Like, a stupid game appointment. <laughs> like, put up like these Garuga disheveled match. nerds in this, this palatial... Uh, Los Angeles scenery, and yeah, the cl- we do not mix with the clientele who is there on no. on purpose, and right. that always yeah. was a little awkward. That pool is yeah. disgusting, by the way. Yeah. There's so much body oil floating in that pool. Is it's it like tied with Las Vegas for just like yeah, you don't want to go in that. Pool. Yeah, I'm about to say I, I've when I was in LA, I met nothing but good people. Like yeah. I always hear these stories, like oh, well, no, I take that back. When I went up to Pasadena mm-hmm. to watch us with a uh, friend of the show, Marco Villapando, mm-hmm. like. That's where it was like kind of. That's when people were kind of like grim. Pasadena's you know, a little like, bougie, yeah. It's a little yeah, bougie. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, these are where all the assholes are up oh, yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's where UCLA plays football, so that explains it. But yeah, mm. LA, LA has a unique character, um, and the five games that we will talk about make at least an attempt to capture it, and we will get into those right after this. Do you like Video Game Apocalypse in 302010? Well, the LaserTime Patreon has figured out a way to combine the two. Over at patreon.com slash lasertime, we've taken a month's worth of 302010's games from 30, 20, and 10 years ago and grabbed the hosts, Michael Raparez and Matthew Allen, from Video Game Apocalypse. And with our combined three decades plus in the games industry, we found a great way to take a deep dive into the biggest gaming anniversaries of the month. Here's a recent sample. Not drunk, but I'm always confused. How many times did I talk about Mega Man 3? And how many times have I said, I think Mega Man 3 is actually the best Mega Man of the age? I agree. Yeah, Yeah. hard to agree. 2 was my first Mega Man game. It is near flawless. It is wonderful, but the level designs and the boss designs and the music is like, just kick it all up. It's beyond nostalgia for me with Mega Man 3. I love Mega Man 3. 3 also no. had had Rush and Proto Man. Those were those It did. Were yeah, it had that's, that's another thing. It had Rush. It, like instead of just 1 2 3, you had this anthropomorphic beautiful pink dog. And not um, to mention the first LGBTQ uh, Mega Man boss, Top Man. <laughs> so, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over 100 movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the 302010 Video Games Edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com/lasertime in exchange for just Five bucks, and you'll support all of the Laser Time shows, including Video Game Apocalypse, right, guys? Yeah! And we're back to talk about what? LA, LA baby. West Side's the best side, baby. Yeah. LA, LA. That's, that's To Live and Die in LA soundtrack, not the Tupac song. Man, um, that movie was weird. Wasn't he Machiavelli at that point? I love I that know, movie. If you've he... never seen To Live and Die in LA, that movie rules. Like, I went in expecting something more like Drive, and it's just like, oh, it's this treasury agent with, like, a weird vendetta? It's, no, it's fucking Secret Service agents, because when oh, they're that's not right, yeah. guarding a president, they, they, they go after counterfeiters, and uh-huh. multiple people get shot in the face. It's such a crazy film. Yeah. <laughs> the best nuts. car chases of all time, because L.A.'s freeway system is confusing. And just a little trivia there, Matt, if you've never seen that sequence, they you might notice it as an Angelino. He flipped the image. To make mm. to make the the freeways look backwards, and it's it's chaotic in your brain to like these are these are already chaotic to look at these spirals and off ramps and intersecting freeway loops, 
and then he just flipped the image and like it really messes with you. Messes with you. Yeah. Sure. Well, I, I mean, I remember when they were building the 110 and the whole thing was, oh, they they, they filmed that movie Speed because the 110 was only halfway finished and there was this big unfinished bridge that was this big culmination of driving a bus off this bridge. Like, yeah, LA's perfect for that kind of stuff. And, and, all right, well, almost all these are like require driving, don't they? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I, I yeah. mean, there's not many like open world areas that don't require driving. So it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's, we're not slagging on L.A. It, it's like one of my least favorite things to do in open world games now, though. Like if I can fast travel, I'm going to do that. Well, if you'll love <laughs> this first one, then, because uh, this is this is the antithesis entry. There is no driving. In this game, to speak of, at least not that you do. Let's jump into... Number five. Without a sire, most child are doomed to walk the earth never knowing their place, their responsibility, and most importantly, the laws they must obey. Therefore, I have decided that... This is bullshit! If Mr. Rodriguez would let me finish, I have decided... To let this kindred live. Kindred, ways of our kind. What could this possibly be? Wow. Um, this is one. This is possibly the worst rendition or try attempt to replicate Los Angeles. But I love what it tries to do so much that I can't not include Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Oh God! Oh okay. God. <laughs> uh, that's why I didn't. I was like, I was like, I have no idea. What this is, uh, the vampire basically, uh, okay. Sexy, yeah. sexy vampires in L.A. Oh, that yes, side of LA. yes, the yes. Sexy vampires in, in an L.A. that looks like a series of hallways, mostly. Uh, you begin in Santa Monica, <laughs> yeah. and you go at, like, downtown and Hollywood and a couple Why of other areas. Why do you title where you can't go outside during the day? What is wrong yeah. with this? <laughs> Wait, I, I thought... Uh, I, I have no I have no I have no idea about FTM at all. But I thought like it's like weird Matrix vampires. Like they can go outside, but they like wear like no, bougie not, sunglasses. Not not in Vampire the Masquerade. You're you're instructed okay. very early on that like no sunlight will kill you instantly. But it's like its own complicated thing. If you get into White Wolf, World of Darkness, Camarilla, LARPing, like that. There's all these different vampire clans. And one of the things that makes this neat is that, like, you can do a, a questionnaire at the beginning and it'll determine, like, okay, these are your skills. Uh, this is the we'll, we'll just assign you a clan, which clan you belong to. Like, we'll change your dialogue options. If you're a Nosferatu, then you will be so ugly that you can't actually be seen on the street. You have to use the sewers to travel everywhere. <laughs> I love that. that. Like, the what we do in the shadows. Like, oh, there's grades of vampire. This uh-huh. is the Nosferatu vampire over yeah, here. Yeah, 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 exactly. Or, like, if you're in this clan, then, like, oh, you get better magic. This other clan, you're a better fighter. But whatever the case, like, so you are turned into a vampire. Your vampire sire is immediately executed for making you into a vampire without permission. But you're given a chance to, to go out and make your way in the world. And the first thing they make you do is, like, okay, this is your test. Uh, go fight a bunch of vampires and blow up a warehouse. You're you're an action gangster now. Uh, <laughs> so yes, there's there's clan wars to be fought, Michael. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. This guy fills you in. Well, to be honest, he came at a well, an interesting time. Let's say the Camarilla, the Sabat. Now in L.A., these are the new kids on the block. There's already plenty of kindred at stakes down in California long before them. Now, we got every ancient kindred rivalry playing out all over the city. A lot of tension out there. A lot of fear. A lot of jittery, high-strung predators clinging to their little pieces of eternity. 
that's uh, Disenchantment's King Zog here to teach you how to be a vampire in the tutorial. <laughs> Got to um, get back on my John, Disenchanted. John DiMaggio. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, he's not my favorite voice in that show. It's that that Phil Spector thing. Uh, fucking. <laughs> oh no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That, that, that uh, Billy West is doing. I love yeah. it. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, it's great. I love that. But, yeah, and again, it's an L.A. that's – it's like a series of corridors, but it's an, an, an L.A. where everywhere is a goth bar if you just want it to be hard enough. Yeah, like I think I, I sent you guys a, a screenshot. It's just like, oh, yeah, just like every bartender at a goth bar wants to have a, a flamboyant conversation with me rather than just oh. take my goddamn drink order. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, can yeah, you it's... can you do like custom character customization in this? Yeah, and... you can to a okay. degree. To uh, a degree, you can't really like once you pick your clan and your gender. Like that's just how you look. Unfortunately, you got to pick your vampire STD because vampires be fucking in the masquerade. How right? many dusters can I wear? Can I wear at least five? All right, you're just. This is all the just the Matrix, and I am slowly realizing that the Matrix was just stealing from. That, the but vampire. that's they. But I, I think the Wachowski sisters, like they legitimately said, like. No, we we really loved anime and yeah. Vampire the Masquerade, and I thought it was, decided I thought, we're going to combine them into. Huh. The Matrix. Yeah. I thought it was Vampire Hunter D, but it could be both. It could be both. I mean, I mean you got to have Hunter that D is anime. big floppy so. hat. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, it, like and and playing this again, like revisiting it, made me wonder. It's like, how come no vampires ever? Like everybody adheres to the masquerade, which is like vampires have to stay hidden. Nobody can ever see you. This is an age of cell phone cameras. Don't ever be seen. But you have to feed on people, but don't kill people because that arouses suspicion. But, like, everybody sticks to this. Why are there no vampire superheroes? Like, if you got vampiric superpowers, like, wouldn't somebody want to, like, put on a costume and be like, I am the knight! A vampire vigilante. Vampire man. Yeah. It, I eat during the day. But yeah. <laughs> Like a putz. I sleep in a hammock. Since you brought up vampires be fucking, uh, they make a point in the game, only one vampire be fucking, and she's the one in the schoolgirl outfit on the cover. I'm the finger down your spine when all the lights are out, and the name on all the men's room walls. When I pout, the whole world tries to make me smile, and everyone always wants to know who is that girl. I am Jeanette. And this bit of chaos crammed in a certifiable giggle is my club. I just love to give you funny feelings all night, sweetheart, but I really must trouble with some business. We'll reunite Sweden soon, I promise. Yeah, yeah, go go trouble with your business. I mean, I may have been confusing it with the LARP, because all I know about Vampire the Masquerade is anyone who's ever been to one of those LARPs is like, those people are just really horny, and they're just <laughs> looking for an excuse to hook up in a vampire LARP setting. I mean, like... This is not to be denigrate, like to denigrate vampire, vampire the masquerade fans or Tumblr fans, but aren't isn't that just like proto Tumblr teens, like the vampire the masquerade kids, like like it's just like the '90s version of Tumblr teens. Maybe all all I, I knew all I knew was every time I like walked through the the college library building and I saw a bunch of goth kids in trench coats milling around I just knew it's like all right just put my right hand on my left shoulder and walk around nobody's going to bother me uh, cuz that Is means that a thing? yeah it means like you're you're invisible you're not participating 
Oh. So. <laughs> I mean, that's more than I would have known, Michael. So that you're kind of actually signaling that you're in the know. No, at that I, point, I, I did have friends who played. I tried playing it once, and my buddy was like, I'm like, I don't want to come up with a character. I don't have time for that. And he's like, no, no, you don't have to. Just pretend to be amnesiac. And then, like, everyone I talked to just made it their mission to help me recover my memories. And it's like, fuck! Also, I'm a really bad improv actor. I learned that about myself that night. Uh, yes, and. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, 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 as someone who is, I love tabletop, and I love tabletop gaming, and, and Matt knows this, and I've, I've talked to him. It's just, I don't know, just seems like a, a bridge too far, but not to yuck anybody yum. Like, if this is your thing, if you like Vampire of the Masquerade, yeah, then. That's cool. Go for it. It's all for you. It's just It was not, not my thing. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Are we ever going to get this? What's up with that video game they're developing, too? It's weird because, like, they announced that big official sequel, and in the meantime, I feel like we've had five games called Vampire the Masquerade that have nothing to do with that sequel. It's supposed yeah. to be this year, though, though, right? It is, like, it is supposed those... to be 2021. We'll see if that yeah. actually happens. But, oh, that was uh, the one with a startling was... amount of turmoil, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the one where the producers have left a couple times or something. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. like the, There's been a lot of drama. But I mean, you know, that, that's the reality of anything based off a, a licensed IP is that like, yes, you will probably have a lot of other games that have nothing to do with the one beloved game in the series. Yeah, right. Um, I'm, I'm just thinking of like 20 million Walking Dead games. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and one also, good one. like there, there's another we, we, we say this on the eve of another White Wolf game coming out. Uh, what was it? Werewolf the Apocalypse Earthblood is coming out if tomorrow. If you say so. Yeah. But uh this has not aged particularly well. I, I do love its presentation of L.A., and it is it is kind of fun to slip back into and be like, oh, yeah, this is what games were like in 2004. Uh, yeah. Neat. But it right. is clearly not as neat as... Number four. They call it the City of Angels. Funny. In my 30 years here, I haven't seen a single one. My old friend Henry Wilson used to say, people dare to dream here. He liked that about L.A. I'd say, well, dreaming will get you killed. Maybe I was right. Nobody knows what happened to Henry all those years ago. But whatever it was, he didn't deserve it. So I said to the lead uh, designer, I'm only going to read this once. And uh, <laughs> and you'd what, better just do what you can with it. What? what? Man, this is like an I'm not going to do my impersonation. But he basically said, I have this un- uncomfortable hunk of metal shoved up my ass. You only get one take out of me today, sir. <laughs> what? Yeah. So this is, this is Christopher Walken brilliantly narrating the intro for, uh, what was it that happened to your friend Henry? What happened to Henry was a true crime. Oh, he oh, says the title. He says the name. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, he wins the prize, yeah. Uh, the Sleeping Dogs precursor. Yes. Yeah. True yeah. crime, yeah, Streets yeah. of L.A., mm-hmm. where you could be a good cop or a bad cop. But I, I do have some more uh, brilliant VO from Mr. Walken. I ain't walking the beat no more. It's all new kids today protecting the fools from the wise guys, the crooks, from the psychopaths. Oh. Henry's oldest son, Nick, of all people, is one of those kids. I hear he's a hell of a cop, but will he live to see the sunset? I don't know. And there are times I just want to tell Nick, give it up, kid, go be a lawyer or a doctor or something. But it ain't my place. 
A doctor. Um, You're a cantaloupe. <laughs> I'm about to say, Mr. Walken, um, here's your sandwich. Can you please one more read? One more, I yeah. need you to give me at least one more read, please. It must be. I think I just read an article. He's never had a cell phone, so like, it's not like they can get him back. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Nick Kane, uh, possibly one of the first Asian American video game characters, certainly in a Grand Theft Auto alike. In a, uh, West, right. in a Western release, at least, yeah, yeah, because yeah. uh, like this, in, yeah, I, in a non ninja or kung fu type game, like just right, a, mm-hmm. an I, actual game that's like you're not like playing in the stereotypes, right? Just like, right. Yeah. oh hey, like you should be able to know kung fu, mm-hmm. like it, it, I mean, like, he does. Oh, this game plays. In I mean, he does. Yes, don't get me yes. wrong. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's very John Woo inspired. <laughs> he does the dual wielding forty fives, whatever. And I, I remember having you know conversations in forums and with friends that this is Activision stab at GTA, mm-hmm. and we thought there was, yeah, Rockstar doesn't like to. They do the DC thing where they they set up a fake world. I want to be in real in real cities. I, maybe this could be the the Marvel to Rockstar's GTA. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, well, there it is. Yeah. That that's that's what I remember about this game was more the marketing. It was marketed extensively, at least where I was living in LA. Of like, no, this is a true recreation of yeah. Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Almost a scale recreation. Based and then on it's like, satellite imagery. Yeah, and then they the game were, comes they out. Were, they were like, talking yeah. openly about like, and we'll do New York next and other cities and mm-hmm. like this. Yeah, is, well, they did. this was first, right? Because yeah. New yeah. York, because I did the play first true, one. Yeah, this okay, one. I did play True Crime New York. Hated it. I hated every second of it. <laughs> um, but I didn't, so I thought, for some reason I thought this was second. Because like, I played True Crime New York and I was like, well, there's no way I'm going to play True Crime, like, this one set in L.A. I think, because, I think like, True Crime New York is arguably the better of the two, so you're not missing yeah. too much. <laughs> but this this was my first – you know, Chris, you had your Watch Dogs 2 moment of like, oh, wow, they just completely wiped out my block. Yeah. Like, <laughs> True Crime was to scale, but like – they didn't recreate all the buildings in Los Angeles because I, I so I would like drive by. Oh, my apartment was there. That is just a big blocky high rise that has nothing to do with what's actually on the street. Like, but they certainly like the street map was was trying to map out Los Angeles. You know? I, I remember I didn't learn that until they were writing about the remastered Spider Man that architecture has copyrights and buildings are licensed. So. The convention center could say, fuck off, or give us a million dollars to appear in your stupid game, and what would you do? What would yeah. you do? I didn't, well, I even if no they idea. weren't, like, you can you can get a few famous things in there, but it's like the number of assets needed to literally recreate every... Oh, yeah. I mean, okay, so the technical marvel that is Microsoft Flight Simulator can't even do that, right? Like, the huge fucking-ass game that almost no computer can run at this point that actually uses satellite data is like, uh, your house? Yeah, we just threw a generic image of a house here, because... Yeah. We're not going to do all those. Like, what are you doing? Nuts. <laughs> you insane? Yeah. Um, but I, I, I love the just the over-the-top silliness of this game. Like, spoilers, by the end of the game, you will be fighting demons from China. So it goes a little bit off the realistic rails there. Um, it also lets you shoot from behind the wheel much more easily than you could in GTA. And uh, often this comes into use when you're arresting suspects because you can target individual parts of the car. You can shoot out someone's tires. Invariably, you can blow up their car. <laughs> run, boys, run! Okay, gotcha, you got freak. me, you got it's me. It's over. You hear? Read my script. 
Yep, you can blow up the car with them in it, and they'll still get out and be like, oh, I'm under arrest now. Oh, oh, no. I miss games like this. So, like, you look at the cast of this game. This game features Gary Oldman, it's Christopher insane. Walken. Like, they had names. Like, this reminds me a lot of Scarface, which I worked on, which is like, mm-hmm. we're going to go out and get, like, bunch of really cool talent Sound and make this game that's just over the top and it's like games don't do this anymore and it's they weren't great but these games had fucking balls man yeah. like they were just like dumb big dumb expensive pieces of shit and i loved it, I, I I just loved it. it also Mom had one of my favorite actors of all time as a major villain you will find what you are looking for where the steel birds nest at the west end of the city edna from incredible we'll see but first, no, that's pay for carry. <laughs> what the hell? Jack Burton. Yeah. That's Mr. Burton. James Hong. Uh, very he's well. Also, that he's is also Poe's father in the Kung Fu Panda movies. Right, right. Isn't right, he right. also in the reboot cartoon? <laughs> I I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say he was in the reboot cartoon as well. Wouldn't surprise me. Probably. He's in the fourth episode of Seinfeld. He's... I mean, Tia Carrera's he, dad. I've Weasel. seen him in at least one really bad Canadian movie, so I would assume, yes, he's also in the uh, beloved Canadian animation. But look, like, we can clown on this particular game all we want, but I do love that eventually, and I don't even know how it got there because, like, it, developers change and stuff, it gave us Sleeping Dogs, which it, is, like, this fucking amazing open-world cool-ass game. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, I wonder if... So these open world GTA likes, uh, I think both of them on their third game just like knocked out the park because like Saints Row mm. the third yes is like just a tremendous it's a tremendous one of one of these right and then Sleeping Dogs like that was the one where I was like oh no this rules like I love every I loved every second of Sleeping Dogs right like yeah was was it just like and even to a degree like I know a lot of people like to top down GTAs but like GTA three like. Is it just like the third one of these is when like it just clicks and you're like, this is what we need. I do. I had always assumed that someone basically wrestled that away from the Activision production churn. It just took it out of the factory that gets things out by November twelfth. And well, wasn't Sleeping Dogs was that Square originally that published that one? I that think was so. not. But Activision. it, it, it yeah, started. It was it, Square. It started at Activision. Yeah, it started right. at Activision, and it was it was rescued. I would say out of the yeah. the. Yeah, the mill of and, and granted, Activision can do that now with one game and nine hundred studios working on a single game. Right. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, back then not so much. There was, I think there was a lot of hype for this because like not until Saints Row doesn't even come as close to GTA as I'd like. Nobody could touch them uh, in the open world category. And this look, this this I thought this was going to be the dethroner. The yeah. disruptor. A lot of people did, and yeah. it didn't happen. And no. and it, 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 if anything, it kicked off a long string of GTA clones. It was like this is pretty good, but it's not quite GTA. Yeah. Hey, uh, it, it kept Michael Madsen employed for a little while. So yeah, there's always that. That's true. Um, and and also yeah, this uh, Christopher Walken. Treat a gun like a woman. Hold it firmly in your hands. Take sight of what you want, and then. Fire off a few rounds into your target. I'm not sure this metaphor works at what all. What the fuck? Whoa, that whoa. sounds like somebody who produced it on like a YouTube video with AI. It doesn't sound <laughs> like, I, like I, 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 I would like, I just want to backtrack between that, that Christopher Walken having a conversation with Tobey Maguire from Spider-Man 2. <laughs> Doc Connors, I don't know 
what's going on? <laughs> like, I, I just need, uh, I need to have them just be wooden together. I'm yeah. in a recording booth and I sound tired. I'm Toby McGuire. <laughs> <laughs> sure is fun being Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> Yahoo! God, he was so bad. That was, <laughs> was so insane. He was bad. so bad at that. He was like Ronda Rousey in Mortal Kombat levels of bad. Wow! Well, hey I, now, hey I, now. The, the the most thrilling feeling in my life is swinging through the city. <laughs> now this is pod racing. <laughs> and, <no. laughs> uh, anyway, let's move on. Number three. What you looking for? Something fast. You know, not too expensive, probably. Two to three. And when you get to town? Day after tomorrow. No problem. I know a guy who can sort things out. Tell me, can you drive? A little. Modest. Interesting. You ain't gonna fit in around here. I'm not sure I plan to. So where do we meet? It's a fast food place on Sunset, right? It's an old train car. The joint is named Carney's. I love that echo there, uh, and Carney's is a real place. It's it's a diner in like a train car, but um, yeah. Uh, this I'll, I'll say it. This dialogue way cooler than any GTA dialogue Rockstar's ever done. Because isn't this Midnight Club? Yes, Streets of Midnight, Club Midnight Club, Los, Club Los Angeles. Los Angeles. It's yeah. the third one, fourth, fourth. Yeah. yeah. Should have known that. Rockstar a, used to a do a racing them. franchise. Yeah. We always forget about that. They used to make, yeah, yeah more they, than one game a decade. It was weird. They used to do what I would consider one of the best racing franchises. Like, the yeah. Midnight Club series is really, really good. And was really more indicative of the street race culture that was happening at the time yeah. than anything really that was out. Like, even, like, the Need for Speed Underground stuff. Like, I thought... I mean, I club did a much better version of that. I actually yeah. forgot to. I I just remembered. I want to mention uh, just a shout out to Underground One and Two for Open World LA is good. Uh, but but yeah, Midnight oh. Club takes its name from a real Tokyo Underground Racing Club. I I just miss when every racing game was trying to be Fast and Furious. Like, bring us back there. Like, I I want to feel cool. Like, I don't I, know if I, that's cool or lame, but to me, is I like honestly an old feel like dad, Midnight cool. Club and Fast and the Furious were inspired by the same thing. Yeah, because um, this it, the the mid dash night club. It's it's two words. The actual Midnight Club uh, was a real thing that inspired a ton of like street racers in America. And I, I don't know how Rockstar had the balls to like make a game based off of their series. Apparently, they don't they don't fear Japanese gang member. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Midnight Club is kind of a punishing game. Like I remember playing it at the time, and the first three games were amazing, mm-hmm. and then this one is like it's sort of a joylessness to it. Like there's rubber band AI, and it's super easy to crash out all the time. Uh, it, it's just really hard to win a race once you get a little ways into the game. But playing it again now, you know, 13 years after its release, and it's really easy to see, like, oh, this this feels like a dry run for GTA V. Like, you mm-hmm. can, this this feels so much like the, the, the game that Rockstar would make in five years in terms of just the presentation and uh, cert- certain things like uh, when you enter a race you might fast travel and when you do it is is totally in Rockstar's wheelhouse to sell its milestones in terms of GTA Mm -hmm. development they've done it a lot (laughs) a lot that was what that table tennis game was it's like here we made this just as an experiment for the GTA engine uh, and it's table tennis game full price give it a 10 
Yeah. That <laughs> Triple Tennis game is fucking good. I don't want to hear about that. That, that I, game was I, good. I, I, for me, that was weird. Maddie, the, 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 I, I took all the Midnight Club appointments back in the day. So I mm. went to L.A. like I think two or three times to look at Midnight Club. And they were very... You have to drive in L.A. But I remember like... At that, my knowledge of LA was like the downtown and wherever that fucking rodeo bar we go to the Bethesda party at, and <laughs> and that was oh, all. Yeah. That was about it. But they the one, made it the a point to like City? show us the cars and drive us around LA so we could see what it looked like, Saturday how well the game matched. It's a luxury few non Angelinos will ever get, but I did. So like I I thought the representation was in, was insane uh, for this yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was always, I'll be honest, more of a. This is around the time of like Project Gotham. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm gonna play the street racing games back then, I, I did. I'd rather do the power sliding with the Project Gotham. But I respected what Midnight Club did because it was. It also like really tapped into that car culture. That was like I totally, you know, in LA there is a big like rate like car culture like mm-hmm. with with right. like the the modded out cars and and even the the drift there is like a drift culture in LA of people like getting in trouble because around LA there's so much fucking desert yeah. you know you just go a little bit outside of LA and it's like oh yeah we can pretty much do stuff here out in the middle of nowhere and no one's gonna yeah. find us wherever you, know? you hide yeah. those bodies like yeah I mean that's like it's one of the things like here in Jacksonville like I said because we're so expanded out so around this time like. Uh, Around from about like what, 2001 to 2000. Well, no, there's still, I don't know about now, but like not even like five years ago, there was still a big import scene. Like literally where I used to live, there used to be a Sonic on Saturday night. You just could not go to that Sonic because that's where they would all go. Like all, wow. and you would like, it would literally be like seeing like an import show every every weekend. I, like I forgot how much car night. people love Sonics. It's it's I, a very great way to showcase your car. Well, the SoCal equivalent is is a lot of the old retired guys with their like old school like fifty seven Chevys. They go to In and Outs, like they hang out at In and Outs. Like hey, this mm. is our car club's going to go here. You guys have Sonic over there. Yeah. Not yeah. the the United Legion of Delorean owners. They hit up that Sonic <laughs> every single time. Cherry Limeade. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I miss I miss playing a car, a game where I could be like. I'm gonna put a. I'm gonna put this body kit on this Honda Civic. Oh my god! Now I'm gonna like. I'm gonna make sure that the power ceiling is good, and then we'll put a new vinyl on it. Like that. That like it's. It's to me. It's really nostalgic as someone who now has a Honda Civic and who's been thinking, <laughs> what if I did put a. What if I did put a body kit on it and lowered it? Right. Oh, I, dude, I mean, today it? even now, like. Get me in a Forza game, and like those are the best builds. And Forza's like, no, we're gonna we're gonna take like an old fucking Lancer, and we're gonna we're gonna like mod the shit out of this car. And it's gonna be faster than the, in any Ferrari you can buy in the game. It's insane. And, and to, to make this maybe more boring and less about LA and more about me, uh, and date myself and make the industry look bad. Please uh, continue. Uh, <laughs> I took all the appointments for, and one of the big appointments was like, no, you're gonna come. We're gonna fly you down to LA. Uh, which, you know, is like 30 minutes in San Francisco. And you are going to drive, like, Lamborghini test cars around L.A., and then you're going to play the game. And that slowly, the idea had to be walked back, uh, hey, we don't own these cars, and apparently the people who rent them don't want unwashed games journalologists uh, behind the wheel of any of these things. Um, yeah, oh, how, oh, how much are the these ci- guys worth? And no, the city of L.A. also decided they didn't want any involvement in this. So what they did do is they took us out to... I, if it's it's a boring thing I point out to people I date. Every car commercial is shot on like the same test track or like the fucking 
highway in San Francisco. But uh, but we went to that test track. It is always oh. the same test track. It's featured in every car commercial, I swear. And we got driven around by professionals. Oh, you got driven around. I'm about uh, to say, no, like, as Grim, Grim has <laughs> felt the pain, too. They, they yeah. Every one of these car games, they'll never put you behind the wheel, ever. Yeah, but if you yeah. remember my MySpace, there's me and a yellow Lamborghini. That was because of Midnight Club. But it was, oh, cool. it, but it was, it was the only game developer who to, who made it a point to show me around the city because it's a, it's a rare thing, and probably going to get rarer as far as the more we go mm. uh, into the YouTube generation of uh, video game promotion. I mean, you know, I did some of that stuff with Assassin's Creed. Like, you can appreciate what we did if you can be standing in front of this thing we digitally recreated for you to climb around in or possibly destroy. Yeah, and, and I was astounded because like they were showing me routes. So you see this, Matt, there's like that famous, it's not, a, it's not an on-ramp, but there's like that uh, on, what is it, Rodeo? Like all these things, and if you're driving around L.A. and like that would be a cool video game shortcut, that's what they did with the game. Mm. Where like there's this, there's this uphill uh, neighborhood entrance. What if that was a fucking ramp where you just drove through a billboard at the, at the crest sure. of it? Yeah, well, and, a, lot of, a lot of Hollywood Boulevard is up, yeah. starts on a hill on the west side, and just kind of goes down, or even like to get up there. There's like uh, one time I was going up La Cienega to get to Hollywood Boulevard and there's this really steep part before you actually top out on Hollywood Boulevard. And I had a stick shift truck at the time. And I just remember like shitting my pants. I was at a stoplight (laughs) like, okay, so one foot's going to be on my brake so I don't roll back to the car behind me. And then halfway touching the clutch with the same foot so that I can get gun the shit out of the gas. So I don't I was like. How do I do this? Like, wh- how? What do you do in a stick shift in this situation? I didn't. I'll, but I pulled it up. I'll say it like a real uh, diaper-wearing white American. How did anybody ever drive a stick shift? I don't get that shit at all. <laughs> I feel like I, I would forget. Yeah. And <laughs> after after having one, I have no idea why I wanted one. Because I, I was young at the time. I was like, I want to be able to fucking feel it when I shift. Mm-hmm. I want to be like, baby. It's also I, like I'm, way <laughs> cheaper than auto. So, I, I yeah. had I learned when I when I had to, my first car that I had to pay for I learned to drive stick to test drive stick cars because they were cheaper mm-hmm. and I still man getting in some of those trucks or jeeps where like the clutch goes down six to nine feet and the, the shifters up near my head yeah it's the, like, anything it's so with a obnoxious. column shift is just like all right <laughs> I <laughs> I actively I actually went on my way not to learn how to drive stick yeah. right and mm-hmm. like. My dad, because my dad has like this Honda Prelude, and it's gorgeous, right? And he's like, oh, "You could drive it. You gotta learn how to drive stick." I was like, "That's cool. I'll buy my own car." I never, <laughs> I never wanted, I never wanted to be like. And I think the also the main reason was like all, so like all my friends racers, right? And then my dad all had trucks, and they all knew how to drive stick shift. I just never wanted to be in a situation of like, "Oh, hey, can you drive my car for me?" Because I was like, "No, I can't." I don't know how to drive stick. How can I do this? I to can't bring do it, it back to Midnight Club, every yeah, car in this please. game is a stick shift, and none of us could probably drive them. Yeah, so, at all. I, I will say, like, I, I wasn't, like, revisiting this. It's like, all right, well, let's get back into this game. Like, how is it? It looks a little janky and dated. It's kind of like the first few years of Xbox 360 games, like, they didn't, they, they, they still sort of looked a little bit like up PS2 games. And, uh, you know, there are parts of this that look quite nice depending on, like, how the day-night cycle is active and that's, where the sun that's is That's what I remember. The, like, the, the game is much harder at night. It's one of the mm-hmm. only examples I can think of where, like, man, you really do not want to drive in this game at night. Yeah. It's so much easier. But I will say, like, I just completely ignored the races and just drove around for a while. Mm-hmm. And I was sold on it the minute that, like, 
like, oh, I finally found the one area of LA that I'm familiar with. I found the convention center, and I did donuts in front of it for a while, and then I drove to the uh, what's what's the hotel with the four big towers? The standard, oh the the in the line of fire hotel. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. With the one from True True Lies, right? And yes. Yeah. The um, I, I forget what it's called. I stay there every year, but I just drove over there and immediately just sped through its lobby. At high speed. (laughs) It lets you just go, like, from one end to the other. That hotel is fucking annoying because there's entrances are on multiple levels depending Mm -hmm. on what side of the street you're coming from. Yes. I've never gotten lost and turned around in a hotel like that. That hotel's fucking weird. In, like, 16 luggage stores in that hotel Mm -hmm. with a a fourth-floor subway hidden. Yeah, also the... The The Weston Bonaventure. Weston Bonaventure, thank you. The the lobby was not accurately modeled, but it looked enough like what I remember that like, okay, we'll we'll just ignore that there's no front desk or that the fact that you go in from street level, you would immediately drop about 20 feet down to the the ground floor. I never knew why. The last time I stayed there, there was a scale... One one scale wax figure of the rock, like in the lobby, and like as you do. he was there. Is he just promoting that something. Me, every hotel he <laughs> stays at is that, even that got that his old is, Rob Schneider haircut. That place is <laughs> deeply weird. It is filled with mall style businesses that I've yeah. never seen anyone go into. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, all fucking money money laundering fronts. Oh, you can just yeah, tell. Just like off brand fast food places, a tax preparation office. Uh, you want to talk tonight? It's good. Leave Storm now. We have other things yeah. to do. <laughs> Those are some triad fucking front businesses yeah. right there dude for sure uh probably anyway but yeah midnight club <laughs> la it's pretty good uh the cops will call out your location when you fuck up the available unit in the santa monica beach area vehicle driving through the tower states park i'll check it out but we've been going for a while so let's move along to number two a city on the verge of greatness a new type of city, based not on the man, but on the automobile, the car, the symbol of freedom and vitality, where every man can own his own home and have room to breathe and not be overlooked by his neighbors. A city where a man's home is his castle, a quarter acre of the dream made possible by victory. A city of opportunists. And utter complete psychopaths. Goddamn. We've talked about this game a couple times, and we every have. time I hear that, I want to go watch L.A. Confidential, mm-hmm. because that's basically L.A. Noir, yes. the movie. 100%. I really love this game. I yes. really I love too. this game. Yep. It's 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 not great. It's, this is a perfect one of those, like, you guys were talking about, like, I think this is a game where it's, it's janky enough where I can, like, look at it, I can see the flaws in it. And I think the driving, and I think this is probably oh, of the games that driving. we talked about, the worst drivable Whoa. game. Hmm. Period. <laughs> we haven't invented right the emergency brake yet. You can't use it. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just, it's just awful. But I just like, I just love the game and just the dumb faces and the just everything about it. It's just really cool. I just, I just really. I really think love if you that. liked anything that we've talked about thus far. That is what L.A. Noir succeeds in. It really made it a point. If you care about history and architecture, that's what is really important about the game. Because, like, no, oh, there's where that you know, you know what's really be. important about the game. Mm-hmm. Another naked woman, sir. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but but being able to drive through like an old DW Griffith movie set, or yeah. uh, or the Blade Runner building, and not drive through like they, like. 
Well, we, get out of your car can, and run through. You, you can make that that criticism about GTA. It is just basically like a bunch of oblique Lego statues with no enterable buildings. And every time you go, you go to the entrance of something, you travel in time to a different area called indoors. Whereas this was sort of like, yeah, you can interact with the world a little bit. A little. It, a little it's bit. the point, almost the point bit. of the game, even though there is no point in doing it. My my favorite part though is it like captures this Los Angeles that I never knew, but kind of had been captured by other things so it's got like the police station like the downtown courthouse from like dragnet right like that's mm-hmm. still there in los angeles right, right, like right, that right. very recognizable building that plays a huge part in the skull in, of in a couple case. of hippies uh and then like there's a i will give them a free plug there's a couple like accounts i follow on twitter that i love seeing old los angeles pictures like i loved once upon a time in hollywood because it's like we're capturing old la yeah there's an account it's it's <laughs> Her name, it's weird. Her name's in it. It's Pamela Grayson's Lost Los Angeles, but it's at Pamela Grayson, G-R-E-Y-S-O-N. All she shows is, is these old pictures of Los Angeles from like the 40s, 50s, 60s. And it's just fucking, oh, I love seeing it because not only do you get to see like these famous locations that now are kind of like a little burnt out and stuff like that, you know, like, or the Brown Derby or something, but then you'll get to see like, oh yeah. This, this this is when Los Angeles had the famous thing that's in this game is like, oh yeah, they actually had like public transit, like this a cable car system going yeah. throughout <laughs> Los Angeles. Uh, and you do get to explore some very famous LA landmarks. For example, the Westlake Tar Pits. Steady. How you doing out there? I'd be doing better if you were the one trying to get across this thing. That was such a weird moment too. It's just like I'm. I'm wait. I'm gonna wade into the thing that trapped and killed all the dinosaurs and mammoths. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, what, weird what game. Let you play in the fucking I, tar pits. That's so cool. I went to a, a party once. Like, I, I mean, this probably doesn't happen anymore. But La Brea tar pits mm-hmm. would rent out the museum for parties in the evening. So I've like hung out in the La Brea tar pit museum, like, and seen like a live '80s band like playing there and gotten really drunk. It's wow. amazing. That's pretty cool. Uh, there's also a, a somewhat harrowing moment where you have to climb around outside of the L.A. Public Library. I'm pulling rank here, Cole. I'm not hauling myself up there. Go get him, Tiger. Slow me down anyway, old timer. Yeah. And I, I, I just remember that you get you get up very close. Like they clearly wanted to show off the work that they'd put into with that like. Uh, that pyramid at the top of the the L.A. Public Library, and uh, right, like be- you can't really see it that well from the ground. So let's get you up close and personal with it because there's like a note up here that you need to find. One of my favorite segments in this game is something that's very distinctly Los Angeles that you might not know unless you've lived there. Is is the arson uh, mission or scene, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, where you go have to you have to investigate an arson at a very typical Los Angeles style home. It's like this old burnt out one story home. And it just, it's very, you go to that neighborhood. And it's very recognizable as like, Oh yeah. Like there's no basements. Cause it's LA. There's earthquake country. You can't do that shit here. And it's like the way it's constructed in the neighborhood it's in. I'm like, I've driven through this neighborhood in Los Angeles hundreds of times, probably like it's very, they do a great job of just capturing like stuff that feels very distinctly LA. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just went out of way out of my way to look up a video. I uploaded this almost ten years ago, and it it's ridiculous. I'm just driving through the suburbs, but it's familiar, right? Um, what, what's what's that? 
There's that movie you can only see if you're a student of Los Angeles in movies. That's just like, it's just like a hundred years of Los Angeles in movies. Like, oh, that'd be cool. Areas it's not, you can is see. Is it Los in, Angeles in, plays itself? There it is. That's the yeah. one, Nickel. Thank you. I've seen I think that. it just became available to see on like Vimeo or something. But it's huh. it's been kind of lost and inaccessible. But it reminds me, L.A. Noir reminds me a lot of that. If you yeah, watch, yeah. if you grew up watching movies from the 40s and 50s they couldn't afford to leave los angeles so uh yeah los angeles plays itself great film yeah there there is there's a definite mystique around old la and old hollywood Mm. and there's a definite weirdness to this like remember like at the time it was like uncanny valley because we'd never seen video game characters faces move this realistically and now it's like uncanny valley because it's like man why didn't you blend that animation a little better they they don't look quite connected to their bodies oh. like it looks like a, a mask was projected onto these characters instead of a yeah, it looks like a bad face. deep fake yeah <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's weird there, there are better deep fakes than the effects in that lmr shit yeah, yeah. that's an excellent mm-hmm. point but yeah i i did like this game a lot it's also pretty good in vr i will say um but clearly if if you want to Get the very best spiritual recreation of Los Angeles. You have to go to one that isn't Los Angeles at all. Right there, Los Santos. The end of the fucking earth. This is the place. I seen it on the holiday card. So, this is Los Santos. I guess it is. I always wanted to come here. But you got stuck in the desert. It's still San Andreas. Best part of the state. Did I hurt my neck? <laughs> so what I love about this is this game opens, or your, the, the, the Trevor Sequences opens with kind of near, I grew up not too far from, uh, I would call it, let's say like the San Bernardino part of, of California is like the methamphetamine capital of the world. Oh, There's yeah, places yeah, like yeah. like Fontana and shit like that where it's just like, oh yeah, it's a lot of people living in trailer parks near a desert, but it is fucking everyone's a speedhead. And that mm-hmm. is so Trevor and his entire yes, crew. Yes. It's wild, dude. <laughs> it's totally the, the niche he fills uh, as he goes to disrupt the quiet bond that is slowly developing between Franklin and Michael. Today's lesson's all about humility. Tomorrow we'll try a training montage. A training what? Nothing. I was just lost in an 80s movie fantasy. <laughs> yeah, I can see you spend a lot of time there. Yeah, as much as I can. So that's why you're here in Vinewood then, right? Maybe I'm here because I'm just an idiot who thinks that imported palm trees are a good substitute for not really knowing what the fuck you're doing on this earth. Jesus, man. You a good time. You know that. <laughs> Michael, who uh, hopefully he's feeling better. He was struggling with COVID. He'd been hospitalized oh, with COVID shit. for a little while. Oh, yeah, the sucks. voice actor. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I like his, I, I, if I hadn't said that anywhere else, uh, the pandemic led me to finish this game for the first time. Really? Did we, I, yeah, did we played... intend to close with three Rockstar games? Yeah, that, yeah, that mean... happened. That wasn't intentional. It just sort of happened that way. And then I realized as we were about to start the show, like, oh, fuck, it's three Rockstar games, one right after well, the other. I guess yeah. what I just wanted to point Nobody out is Nobody does like, LA they, better. They have an obsession with LA. And mm-hmm. part of the thing is, like, 
they have Rockstar San Diego. Yeah, Anyone who's right. from California knows San Diego is a fucking different state than the most of California. Oh, yeah. Like they, mm-hmm. the San, San, San Diego Etons mm-hmm. never leave San Diego. So it's so weird called. that they love LA like that. Is mm-hmm. that what they're called for? Because yeah, I guess does Rockstar not have an LA studio? San, San Diegans? How did mm-hmm. what? How did Ron? San Diegans? Yeah, I guess. San Diegans, I don't know. Yeah. No, but they you don't, can't even yeah. get a San Diegan to drive it to Orange County, let alone Los Angeles. So it's oh. weird that they're obsessed with LA. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, but this game, I keep forgetting how old this game is. Like whenever yeah. I think about GTA, because GTA they keep 5, re-releasing it. DL. I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm like GTA Five. Oh yeah, that game's fairly recently new. It's like no, it was it was made. Not even last generation, the generation before. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be eight years, years old this year. Sam this, was this asking me about it. Like I was Skyrim. like, he, he's like, I haven't played a, a GTA since the PS2. I'm like, interesting you say that. The PS2 technically got five GTAs. GTA 5 got three PlayStation. Yeah, got three, got three <laughs> generations. Yeah, that, that and Skyrim are going neck and neck. Like, who can who can get on the most platforms? You know? That's true. I actually just I just boot, I just booted up Skyrim. Why? The other day. What's wrong with because you? Because I've never really given it a full, full shot, oh, and well, maybe this is the time. Yeah. No. Did I, that meme finally I'm get to no. you? You you finally wanted to understand the opening wagon meme that everyone uses? No, I've got to the opening part. It's just that as soon as I play Skyrim, I play it for like five minutes, and then I'm like, I hate this. I hate everything. Ah, oh, Traveler, <laughs> can you go get this thing for me? Walk one place and bring it back? I am Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, but um, GTA 5. Um, well, of course no, you'll bail I, if you <laughs> just only get to Mr. Skyrim. He's the worst uh, character yeah. in Skyrim. God, I didn't get that far. I didn't know that it was named after a guy. Chris, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's where the name comes from, Mr. Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, Skyrim. He, he just sounds... That's. I lost a, my sandals a fortnight ago. I could not venture into the, the I'm Valley the of the Trolls. Could I'm you the Jarl of Morwindia, Mr. Yeah. Skyrim. It's yeah. not a Macho Man Dragon mod as it is Mr. Skyrim. is just Macho Man mm. as a dragon. That's yeah. all he is. <laughs> Mr. Skyrim. Whatever. I, I fucking I love, love he's a that Mr. Game. I love rolling Not cheese Lord wheels Skyrim, down mountains. Mr. Skyrim. Mr. Skyrim. Please, please. My father was Mr. <laughs> you can call me Dave Skyrim. Please call me, call me Rim. Um, I'm going to send you on a job. Let's not make jokes. Uh, <laughs> but anyway. But anyway. Los Santos. Yeah. But Los Santos, I, I thought it was really cool that you got to see two versions of Los yeah. Santos. Like yeah. with, with yeah. Rockstar. Yeah. Because like having that this. very '90s version, you know, mm-hmm. in uh, Grand in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, like it's really cool when you actually get the more in depth version in when, five. Right? One of my favorite moments in the game, and I think it was an accident, is finding CJ's cul-de-sac mm-hmm. in GTA yes. Five, which yeah, has which, been overrun by Ballas, yeah. and and which I think uh, is like there's a mission where like Trevor and Franklin and Lamar go to like buy some drugs right. and, and, they go and in it's, the house. it's not quite from cj's house but it's like right around there and mm-hmm. uh and that, like yeah that cul-de-sac is recognizable and like they actually say like we got to get out of grove street well this is where i apologize to michael because at one point we had discussed like should we make gta uh god four what, what would you even number it san at that andreas. point you know, san, san, andreas. Well, san andreas should we make that an entry and then five an entry and because they are very different versions of they Los are. Angeles, like mm-hmm. like uh, the the original 
is I was talking about like where I went to school. USC is near like Boys in the Hood neighborhood. Like mm-hmm. that game is a Boys in the Hood simulator. Like the, right. one of my favorite openings to any video game ever is USCJ riding your fucking bike through the hood to open that game up. Like it's like it's like in the afternoon, you're sundown. You're just like hell yeah. You're being you chased G right now. Yeah. Written by DJ Pooh. Is this thing loaded yet? Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but yeah, and then and then it it changed, and it's weird. I would almost say, I know that neither really captures Los Angeles, but I would almost say that San Andreas maybe was captured LA in some ways better than Five did, and then Five captured it better in a few other. I, ways. I don't know, like LA, like my my experiences with LA, I see that reflected a lot more accurately in GTA Five. Like I played mm-hmm. GTA Five, and was like, yeah, this looks like the LA I know. And I remember reading an essay about it at the time with somebody saying, like, Los Angeles is a completely unique city. It is profoundly ugly in ways that no yeah. other city is. Like, from yeah. the the uh, gentrified sprawl of L.A. Live. Their to, awful river. Yeah, there's all these terrible things about it. And GTA V captures them all so perfectly. <laughs> like, it, but, it's but not it a one-to-one... recreation of la but it captures the spirit of la totally it does but it it kind of has to cheat some things for like map design like so la as a lot of people know like you have the hollywood hills and like there's kind of hills that go around it but like almost like to the back of it that wind around to like pasadena and stuff gta 5 just has like that one big mountain that's kind of like yeah you you go over that mountain and now you're in this like mountainous region of the, at the I, north of the yeah. map, you know. I remember it's, that. It's, I was I was playing it over the quarantine and I'm like we just watched the movie and I'm like, "Oh, look, look honey, we're at the Rebel Without a Cause Observatory." And yeah. then I had to remind myself, this actually doesn't fucking exist. This is not a it just it made me feel like it was because I'd driven up there before. Uh, the Griffith it, the, that, the Griffith Observatory mm-hmm. exists. Yeah. I'm not in Los Santos. Oh, oh, Los okay, Santos okay, isn't okay. real. And, but but like she's like oh yeah that looks familiar and like yeah yeah I can see that and like I had to clarify asterisk this is not a real city this is a yeah. it's a send up it's a it's it's a pastiche it's a parody uh, it's a it's a tribute it's beautiful yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, well and in and in San Andreas they parodied several cities they parodied parodied Vegas and San Francisco I, as well I'm like very disappointed in- there was no San Fierro DLC for five yeah. after I thought all for these sure there years. would be. Yeah, I was kind of hoping, uh, but I, I was kind of surprised, like because I remembered, like, oh yeah, Los Santos was in the original GTA, mm-hmm. and no, it wasn't. What was in the original GTA was San Andreas, which was just San Francisco for whatever yeah. reason. They decided mm-hmm. not to keep that, and then like San Andreas became the state. It became the stand-in for California. I, I think San Andreas sounds more like San Francisco than San Fierro to me. Yeah. Almost sounds more Los Angeles. It's just like oh mm-hmm. no, that's I don't know. It's okay. it's close to like Figueroa. They're just all Hispanic names, right? Like it's it's like very California. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I, my last, I looked up my old YouTube, my first YouTube channel to find that LA Noir video. To while we were talking, and then I had that my dumb conspiracy theory. I was working in the games industry, and I got a version of this trailer, and I uploaded it. I was so excited for GTA to come back to California. And the trailer was so exciting to me that I, I cut it with to Marlena Shaw's uh, California Soul, mm. and I uploaded it to YouTube. And I got the most bizarre series of strikes from Rockstar Games <laughs> I've ever gotten before. And, and, and there's a there's 
a plausible explanation for that because that was back in the day. Like Michael remembers that like Rockstar wouldn't give their footage to fucking anyone, mm. and if you mm. uploaded it, they would catch you and they would report you and you'd be blackballed from the games industry. And this is like kind of at the end of that. But then yeah. I, I was like, "What the fuck, Rockstar? Why all the strikes?" I re-edited this, uh, put in a song that you don't own, and then the game comes out and like that's the first song I heard on the radio. Like you. I either inspired that or you took me down for guessing correctly. <laughs> I have many other things I can use as accolades. I don't need this at all, but I still like to think about it. Um, and that I just, I haven't looked at my YouTube channel and I think like seven years, all of my strikes are gone. <laughs> it's no, nice. like half the things on there were to test things for my real YouTube page. It's, it's like a credit report, Chris. You just wait long enough and oh. all that stuff disappears. Oh, please tell me more. This is like porn to me right now. <laughs> uh, no, what I what I just realized sort of about GTA Five though is, just like um, San Andreas was kind of a California slash Nevada simulator, is like that's really what GTA Five is going for. Is yes, part of it is LA, and the parts that I think they do nail of LA is they do a pretty good job of the near downtown East LA stuff, and then um, uh, Beverly Hills, and then like Venice Beach and like the beach areas. Mm-hmm. But then in terms of California, we already talked about, like, they nail, like, the Inland Empire, Inland Desert stuff mm-hmm. with, like, the speedheads and all that stuff. And then they nail, like, the, the mountainous regions, which could be any mountain in California. It could be, like, near Big Sur. That could be Big Bear. Who, who knows what they're the really The Windows 95 for. background, for all I know. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. But it's, it's like, uh, they're just really more spoofing California because mm. California itself is, as we mentioned, is, like, there's, especially Southern California, you can kind of drive only a few hours and see some very very different settings you yeah. know so uh you can also see some unique architecture that is uh y- you rarely see outside of la I've got a question for you did you pull an architectural significant modernist wonder home down the hillside in vinewood hills i thought the owner was banging my wife well that was a strange house for a tennis coach I was a thinking straight. Mm, clearly. Yeah. It's one of my favorite early missions is when you like just drive up with a truck, uh, attach a winch to the stilts that are keeping this hillside house upright and just drive away. <laughs> and that's I, the I, other the other part they capture really well that only like I'd say Lethal Weapon 2 has captured well is the weird Hollywood Hills homes that are like on these weird twisting ass streets that yeah, are hard to get Jack to. Bojack Horseman lives. And they're all, like, designed to be, like, hey, the house really shouldn't be built here, but fine. Um, (laughs) But I know you want to look at the other houses who can't be here. Um, But, like, Franklin, where Franklin's house ends up is I'm, like, Mm -hmm. it's it's basically where, like, Robin Biggs Hollywood Hills house was. It's just like, yeah, okay. I, I still want to point out, I think that bringing Michael back into the world of crime, that is a fantastic, it's not part of L.A., but I think having replayed that again, that is a great way to yank Michael back into shit. Yeah, I I love the catalyst for him rejoining a life of crime is his wife banging the tennis coach, yep. him running to another house of a wife he's banging, Michael tearing it down like I'm a gangster, you wrecked my fucking house. I understand, but you have one you have one month to give me twenty five million dollars. Like this is plausible. This is a good movie. Yes, this is this, this, <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is great. That's a great way to start also, the game. It also captures a key component or aspect of L A. Is that most people are not from L A. Almost nobody is from L A. In that mm. game, other than I think Franklin. Like everyone else is like, yeah. oh yeah, you're a transplant from from Jersey, New York. You got that European guy there, Canada. 
for Trevor. Yeah, like Franklin's yeah. the only character you can root for. I yeah. man, mm. yeah, but at the same time, so this was the first time I actually had to reckon with like how this game was made because I remember when this game came out again like eight years ago, and my sister, my sister plays all GTA's like it's one of her favorite franchises, and we're playing we're playing GTA Five and like. We're in Franklin's neighborhood, and then my dad just, he just, he comes into the living room just very nonchalantly. Man, they say the N-word a lot in this game, huh? (laughs) And just walks out, and I was like, damn. One guy even sings it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I I hate that that meme has become, like, I I actively hate that that meme has become big again. You but can like, please yeah. look up yeah. Lamar's School of Roasting on YouTube. It yeah. is wonderful. Because well, it's also made by yeah, a bunch of guys in either San Diego or Scotland. Not exactly <laughs> like a lot of I remember that, that being striking at the time. It's just like, how many black people were actually yeah, in the right, yeah. script? Yeah. <laughs> and then, like I said, and then the thing now is, like, it became popular because VTubers, people from Japan... <laughs> They're getting the audience is getting to say the word. I'm just like, is that why I'm seeing it so much after friggin' eight years after that game came out? Yeah, Uh, I wonder. Yeah, where where it's published by Capcom overseas, or it was really, yeah, yeah, Yeah. that happens a lot. Ubisoft publishes a lot of other people's games in Europe, and then, yeah, like Capcom. Or even Konami. It was the, yeah, when I, the one time I went to the TGS game show, it's like Resident Evil, and I turn around like, Max Payne 3. Ah, uh, yeah. I forgot yeah, there's a yeah. weird deal happening over here. They, they know how to sell shit in Japan, turns out. Yeah. Well, I remember, like, I did an article for, for Games Radar once on, like, how GTA has been censored in different territories, and I actually went and bought, like, imported Japanese and Australian oh. copies of GTA 3, and in the case mm. of the Australian, he was like, are you sure you want this? It's censored. It's like, yes, that's why I want it. Send it to me. Yeah. <laughs> they, they had the hot Vegemite mod, and Japan had the hot green mm-hmm. tea mod. Well, I think they both made it so that's you, a can't, hot coffee you, you, yeah, you yeah. can't honk it at uh, prostitutes to get them into your car. Um, well, that'd be, that'd be rude. Yeah, that's impolite. Yeah. And, and the Japanese version might have uh, lost a lot of the blood. But uh, right, yeah, put right. you in Z rating territory. You don't want that. Mm-hmm. Oh, but no, they no. made up for don't it with the panty vending machines. So no, it was, it was the Japanese in- version. You open up the you open up your car, open up the other door, and it's like Madam of the Night. Would you please enter my vehicle, please? And then that's how <laughs> that's, you get it started. That's getting back into Vampire the Masquerade territory, right. which brings <laughs> yeah. us around full circle, and is probably a good indication that we should wind this down. <laughs> Yeah. I'm I'm a little disappointed because we went with open world. I do want to give a special call out to a game that, like, as we were researching this, I'm like, holy shit, this is the LA game. The Tony Hawk's Pro Skater series has so many amazing yeah. LA levels with different parts of LA. Like, of course, you got Venice Beach, and they have like downtown and shit like that. And I'm like, but that whole series, like, it's even implied like the school levels. It's like that's meant to be a Southern California school. Hmm. Like, that- I feel very fortunate to love both love Tony Hawk games and been able to travel the world and i just end up walking i'm in a tony hawk level holy shit (laughs) i'm in portland what the fuck oh my god like uh i i yeah i love that about tony hawk almost all we even uh, american skateland that is like just all open world la american wasteland please skateland was like the the the, the ds uh, version yeah 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 Anyway, that, um, that shit is really cool because, like, one of my favorite levels in San Francisco, I didn't even notice. Like, I'm standing in a Tony Hawk level. It was one of the coolest moments I ever had. Nice. This dumb sculpture, like, it doesn't have any purpose other than to be grinded in Tony Hawk. Hell yeah. Yet stood there for years anyway. 
All right. Well, that is our top five. We hope you had fun. Uh, we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, some the medium, some news, some other stuff. So stay tuned. I'm going to Los Angeles to build a screenplay about lovers who murder each other. I am going to Los Angeles to see my own name on a screen five feet long and luminous. As the radio man says, it is 5 a.m. and the sun has charred the other side of the world and come back to us and painted the smoke over our heads an imperial violet. It is 5 a.m. and you are listening to Los Angeles. Let's get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. I got my first content block of strike violation this week. Uh, I was so excited. I was up at 6 in the morning, uh, no, 5 in the morning, waiting for the president to leave the White House, and he left in a helicopter, and I just grabbed the video and put the MASH theme song underneath it, and then my caption just so happened to name the title of the song that is the MASH theme with the, the name of the former president, and it read like Suicide is Painless, Mr. Pre- <laughs> Mr. Former President. And I got my first, like, really hard, like, not only hard strike, Facebook and Instagram sent me suicide materials. So so on the one hand, like, good for you guys, but also, like, again, I could have argued, I feel like I could have disputed this uh, block, but, like, mea culpa. Get bonus time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our final segment where we will not drive around the scenic valleys and hillsides of Los Angeles as we postpone pushing this button. Uh, the medium came out last week, and uh, it's okay. It's it's, it's all right for for a, for a Game Pass game. It's a, it gets off to a slow start. I'll say that for an Xbox Series. SX exclusive That's and also true. PC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What is so? What is the hook? What is the hook? Of okay. The all right. All right. Till ready. Imagine yeah. Hervey Rern, but with some horror elements thrown in. I think. I think it does some things that make. I. 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 I, I like it gives me heavy rain vibes. The mm. gameplay is not very similar. There's not like that same reliance on quick time events. And right, uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. but it it feels a little bit Resident Evilly and that it relies on like fixed camera angles a lot, yeah, to to kind yeah. of build this sense of dread, and it also does something interesting in that like the main character is continually torn between the physical world and the spirit world, and there are times and and she she like has different abilities in the spirit world and there are times where you will see both in split screen right next to each other so. Like, on the left, you'll see the physical world as it is, and on the right, you'll see this hellscape that her white-haired uh, doppelganger is going around in. And, like, there are things there that you can't see. There are structures that are complete in one world that don't exist in the other. 
the the cookies and cream sequences, if you will, Michael. <laughs> kind of, except you're not you're not controlling like two different sticks. It's just I understood but, that reference. Two <laughs> two perspectives on the same character, but yeah. So this is the studio that did the Blair Witch game from two years ago. Oh, is uh, it? Did Bloober Team do that? I know they did Layers of yeah. Fear. Yeah, Bloober Team does, did Layers of Fear one and two. They did the Blair Witch game oh, two. Okay. That was yeah. all right. I like that. But but yeah, this is uh, like it takes. Like I said, it takes a while to get going. Uh, Matt didn't make it past the prologue. I just it didn't hook me. Yeah, it really didn't hook me. I I was and I'd heard I'd I'd read a few like early uh, reviews and it's like they were saying it's. It's not a horror game. Like, don't come in thinking horror. It's more of a thriller in a lot of ways. Like, I mean, it's not... a thriller with ghosts and demons and shit. Yeah, but I mean, just because you have ghosts and demons doesn't mean it's going to be like a horror scary yeah. thing. I know? mean, there, there are there are some scary bits later on. So the the game proper doesn't begin like. And and I, I will say also, it's a little weird that the game is set in Poland in 1999. Uh, everything is in English. The uh, the the characters have English names. I think the, the main character is like named Marianne, and right. uh, it's the they call it the C uh, the pre CD Project Red period of Poland is mm-hmm. how they refer mm-hmm. to that now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but but you you uh, go after the prologue to this abandoned resort, which is the Neva Workers Resort, and it's you know they they do a really good job creating this. Like just abandoned, moldering uh, luxury hotel that was, you know, just for working class people to go to, and uh, during during communism, and uh, you're you're trying to figure out like what went wrong. So there's like an urban legend about this massacre, and you start to find evidence like this really happened. Why did it happen? And eventually, you come into contact with this entity called the Maw that is. Uh, Voice acted by Troy Baker and motion captured by what I'm assuming is a very creepy person on stilts. And uh, it is a demon that will show up periodically and uh, chase you through the resort. Sometimes you're just exploring and it's like, oh, fuck, it's it's here in the material world somehow. It's invisible, but I can crouch and hold my breath and the flashlight will flicker when it gets close to me. And those those sequences are kind of scary because if it catches you, it can be like a one hit kill. But um, it is, it's interesting. If, if you have Game Pass, I would, and, and, a, and a machine that can run it, I, I would it's recommend so, checking it it's out. It's such yeah. a weird a weird thing for Microsoft to put, this is the, their first exclusive, to put mm-hmm. this on this double yeah. A developer. That is a little weird. This is, like, it, it, it gave me, especially at first, flashbacks to, like, remember when Stadia came out and its only exclusive was Guilt? But you know, it, it, it's very Game Pass, and so what we've seen a lot with Game Pass, especially like Game Pass exclusives, is like indies or like even kind of like let's call them double A's, kind of thrive on Game Pass. It's, it's yeah, in the well, space. Well, well, of, uh, critical darlings that aren't meant to sell millions of games are the yeah. things that Game Pass snatches up, and, and because they can reach way more people there than they ever mm. could if if you had to buy this thing, and so it's like this is probably getting way more exposure. I, I think they came out with a news report actually. This game had already made it its development budget back day one you know wow. and, yeah wow. it's, so it's because that part of that is probably the exclusivity little blue ocean thing there's not a ton of series xbox what the fuck do we call these michael xbox series games i guess <laughs> i can't call them i can't keep saying <laughs> xbox series, series xs, XS. It's, it's such a mouthful yes it is yeah. in excess games it's the mm-hmm. uh, in, in excess, excess games yes um, suicide blonde 
Thank you. Um, but yeah, so it's that is is helping probably, but also just being on Game Pass is like okay, yeah. Now we have they can claim they had millions of people, and and I'm sure they got good money from Microsoft to be part of that deal. So yeah, it, it right. just reminds it, it just reminds me of a world where like we remember what Games Radar we had a we sold a shirt that just said like a listen to Black Sabbath that just said play Okami, mm-hmm. but with Game Pass you don't need that at all. Like there are people starve for new games on this new platform they're going yes. to play the, an indie darling right um when even is, if it's not when is microsoft gonna do that like hey we should go after japan again and then when are we gonna get all these <laughs> japanese games on game pass that well i, I mean you have the watch call game that the xbox has the the um the the guy from demon souls like his games coming right uh what right. the fuck is the name of that game the george double r martin written games it, yeah or elden ring elden ring that's not an Xbox exclusive. Elder Elder Ring? Elden. Yeah. Elden Ring? El- Elden Ring. Yeah, I thought that was Xbox exclusive. No. I mean, it's, 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 more, it's more news, but just Game Pass in general and wanting to penetrate Japan. Um, the rumors of Excuse them me. buying Sega have in- increased, which in a now Game Stonk world <laughs> has increased uh, the Sega stock, which I don't think you can buy in the American stock market. Mm. But stock is fake. And, uh, stock, stock is fake. I mean, you can, but as soon as anyone runs into you, all your stock flies all around. You have to frantically collect it as quickly mm-hmm, as you can, mm-hmm. so you don't lose it. All. Sonic the Hedge Fund. It's it's, it a, it's a video game rumor that wouldn't enter most reputable video game websites, but because it's connected to stock in video games now, it was national news on like fucking Forbes and shit. Like, uh, is Microsoft buying Sega? I'm like, I don't know why that's a better bet now than it was. 20 fucking years ago. Yeah, I, I also um, don't know that Sega necessarily gets you like, oh yeah, we, that's our in in Japan. Because honestly, yeah. I guess well through the Atlas partnership, maybe they're, they are doing pretty well with things like Persona in Japan now. But... And Yakuza, but like, I've been to Japan only a few times in like Sonic fandom. Not not as much of a thing as it isn't. A, a, I'm about to say Sonic a was fucking always Georgia in Ameri- GameStop. Sonic was always an American thing. Like that's yeah. it's kind of. Like Sonic, like Sega of America. Like if you read those like books on on it, like Sega of America oh. was one who were pushing Sonic because it was bigger here. Am I the only one who played the Balan Wonderworld demo? You might uh, be. No, because I don't like knights. Thank you, uh, thank you. Finally, TL oh, and I agree on a game. No, no, well, first of all, you're both bad people, and no one really cares about anything you have to say after this. So I'll, it's the me and Michael show because Michael loves Christmas knights. Christmas nights is fine. I do like Christmas. I, I enjoy knights. I have not played Balan Wonderworld. I have I have heard not good things about that demo. But if you love knights, mm-hmm. boy, will you be disappointed. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> So maybe maybe we should um, try this one to you. I, I have never seen anything like this. This feels like when I rented a Francis Ford Coppola movie two years ago. I'm like, wow, this guy is making something for a different age of people and has not paid attention to the entire medium for 20 years. You know, you mentioned rental. This feels like to me is like a game that like Blockbuster would have gotten an exclusive on years ago. Like only playable at Blockbuster. It mm-hmm. makes sense in like a Game Pass world, but not any like Square is publishing this game with a bunch of Sega cast offs. That's it's a it's it's evocative of Sonic and Knights. I'm like, first of all, you never fly. Hmm. Two, it's evocative of Sonic. If the only Sonic you remember is 2006's Sonic the Hedgehog, hope you like Boy, walking very slowly up to things and talking to them. <laughs> I w- I want to say there's something I'm I'm missing because like even 
What's your favorite thing about Sonic? I'll cut you off. It is the chow collecting in <laughs> Sonic <laughs> Adventure. <laughs> that aspect is back in like impenetrably dumb and weird and is a full feature of this game and unlocking the overworld. It is it is the silliest, most polished piece of garbage baby garbage I've ever seen in my entire life. You know all those powers you get in Mario Odyssey? Now imagine if you got hit, you lost them forever and you can only hold three. Man. So So does it come with the VMU? Like I would, this would be okay if I got a VMU. Yes, the free demo comes with the VMU. <laughs> We're holding one. It's called our iPhone. But like, yeah. I've never seen. I want to talk about nothing but this. And I've never wanted to stream something again. I've never looked for forward to something this hard. And a free demo was like, wow, this is garbage. Holy shit, beautiful garbage. R real quick, can I talk about a good demo that came out today? That What's that? Playing? Right. Windjammers 2, baby. It Woo! is back. Is that part it, of that Steam Winter uh, Fest or whatever with the, all the demos? Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, man, it's fucking good. <laughs> like, they they got Windjam they got Windjammers uh, okay. down back. I love, I love Windjammers. I've always loved uh, Power Flying Disc and this demo whips. I can't wait for this game what, to come what out. What was that Windjammers spiritual successor that came out a few years ago? They're oh, like, hey. I forgot. That three on three one? Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot the name of that. Not one. the same. I think it did, was did, called. I think it was called Power Disc. I think did, that did game not capture the Windjammers disc jam. Windjammers is, is just sort of like California Pong. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> California mean, it's, Pong. It's Sorry. kind of it's like it's it's like table it's like table hockey or like yes yeah like pong. yeah it's like air hockey it's like an yeah. air ho air hockey is a great way to think of Windjammers. Yeah. I find, I find air a bunch of arcade games with a fighting game that are yes. very much like Wind. I just think it. Whoever made this, uh, TL's talking about it. You can name it whatever you want. It should have been called Windjammer Lammy. And that's all That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> that's true. Please call you it Windjammer it. Lammy. Uh, <laughs> I also enjoyed the Resident Evil Maiden demo, which I know came out a couple weeks ago. But I wasn't even aware that it was playable until the other days when you guys told me, like, when, yeah, it's on PS5. When, like, when I mentioned it's 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 the best PS5 exclusive <laughs> right now. It's right up there. Mm. I, I don't I don't understand why between this and Resident Evil 7, whenever Capcom puts out a demo for these, it's always like it's just really creepy and filthy and you don't have any weapons. Like, that's not the game. We know that's not going to be the game. It wasn't the game for Resident Evil 7. It's Why is this how you present it? It's yeah, a it's the beginning, but like that's like 5% of the, of the game. The rest is you have a gun and it's Resident Evil. I think it's good to put in, bring in an atmosphere and then yeah. like, you, you want to you, you wanna build your like, look, the internet's already horny for your tall lady. So yes. You have to build some kind of like threat of her mm -hmm. at it, some it's, point. What it's doing is, as we all know, after having played enough Resident Evils by now, their whole trick is these games are very scary for the first few hours, and then they cease to be scary once you get enough weapons and powers. And so the demos do a great job of getting you scared and hyped yeah. up to be scared by these games that we always forget I, like oh yeah I it won't be scary do by the wonder end. though like do these demos turn off people who think like oh this is going to be like outlast when in fact it's mm. like no this is an action adventure game mm -hmm. that's I and puzzle that's, solving game action yeah. adventure puzzle game really it's, but i i guess to, to what tl was saying they are sort of like they're selling an atmosphere mm -hmm. that's true and more than they're selling like because even i remember I, I i played in the resident evil 7 demo i hadn't like how does this play for hours I, I still yeah. have no idea. I, I, it, it was a demo that was sort of based on like 
wow, I just don't know how this is going to go. I'm very excited. What's cool, though, is that it is this, like, um, kind of like uh, Phoenix, Immortals Phoenix Rising had this. I love demos that are like, this isn't part of the game, so actually, yeah. if you really love this thing, you should play both. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, uh, plus nine foot six lady. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, Her I, height was like, confirmed. I love her. I just love her. She's great. <laughs> I was wondering where that was going. The she's, sigh was going with TL. She's great. Uh, I, I, step I on me, wait. mommy. I, I cannot wait to play with my large wife in that game. <laughs> cannot wait. Somebody, I think, I think it was MH, MH Williams was like, Oh yeah, you're gonna all freak out when she like turns into like a, a crazy vagina woman and be like like a Am vagina I? monster. I'm like, no, I'm actually that not. I'm gonna sounds be like, like someone who's never read my diaries. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, I, I I love every second of this and let's let's go. I already I've played I've played so many. Look, I've played so many of these uh, uh, Resident Evils. Nothing is going to shock me if she turns out to not be nothing. It wouldn't shock me. So. I mean, all I could read about is I love the fighting game community. And like, wow, this is the next Marvel versus Capcom fighting game character. Like, yeah. yes, yes, perfect yes. matchup with Mango Sentinel. Do it. <laughs> no, perfect matchup with your giant skeleton from your front lawn, dude. Yes. Well, <laughs> yes. Pe- people have been shipping he- them. I've noticed that oh, on Twitter. Oh, well, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, the I think they're the same person. Mm-hmm. You can't convince me they're not. Mm. Um, oh my god! Destruction All Stars came out on PlayStation Plus for PS5. Yes. I I played it very briefly. Um, the sense that I have of it is uh, what if Rocket League, but also Grand Theft Auto. Um, so oh, I th- I was getting Twisted Metal. I thought it was a card con- destruction yeah, derby. I destruction it is, derby. but you're you're crashing cars into each other in this big, like brightly colored obstacle course with like banked sides, and it's it's it's. A similar feel to Rocket League in that, like, yes, I'm just driving around in high speed at high speeds in this unrealistic arena. The difference mm-hmm. is that, yes, you are supposed to crash into other cars and total them. And if your car gets totaled, you can jump out and run around and do, like, some Titanfall wall running to grab crystals <laughs> and get into another vehicle. Or you can, uh, if if you time a dodge just right, like when someone's driving at you to run you over, you can jump onto the roof of their car and you do like a little quick time event where you're also competing against them doing a quick time event, and you you can then either hijack their car or wreck it with them in it. It's it's very fast paced, and what I played was pretty fun. Uh, one caveat is that uh, as Penny Arcade pointed out, the uh, mic and uh, chat speaker are by default mapped to just come it go in and out of the controller. So everything is after like the tutorial, the make sure you change that <laughs> and are turned on by default. Like there's just yeah. straight up. Like, yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah. You will just yeah. hear other people talking through your controller. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, ex- I'm excited, but now I can't play it. Boo hoo. Mm. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. But I, I've always, I've always wanted like the fighting game community to get a hold of one of these games and drag 20 years of depth out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the fourth, maybe fifth uh, PS5 game I'll have waiting for me when I get a PS5. Like, yeah, I've got a bunch in my library already. So. Assuming it's yeah. still free then. Whenever yeah, I just I, I got a guy who gets me my uh, Jordans and handbags that says he can get a hold of one. <laughs> uh, but it's going to cost yeah. it's going to cost $1200. Uh, anyone play Ease 9? No. 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 
Okay, no. <laughs> uh, a game I've, like I've, I, I own both shit. of these games, but I'm glad they're getting remasters. Neo 1 and 2 mm-hmm. are getting full remasters for the next-gen consoles and then complete editions, so all the DLC with them um, coming out uh, this week. So Neat. Oh, Buy it again, why don't you? Do, you? do you get that for free if you have both of them for previous gen no i mean because because well not the complete editions because you got they want you to pay I for mean, the dlc so. but are, are there like patches that let you uh i wasn't clear on that if they were like you have to buy a remaster or if it was just an upgrade that's a good question i don't know is neo good yes yes do you okay. like dark souls do it, you like bushido blade it's very dark souls it kind of has a, a unique fighting system and way too much loot like that what is my I, problem. Well, that's with two. It, yeah, Neo Two yeah. is very much that. I mean, the first one isn't that much better when it comes. What, to What if I gave you the Bushido Blade fighting stances and stuff in Dark Souls? Mm-hmm. Would you like that? I don't know if I like Dark Souls, but I love Bushido Blade. Okay. You haven't yet Bushido Blade. Well, it's more Dark Souls than Bushido Blade. Yeah, it totally ah, well. is. But it has the stances. Well, think more more like Dark Souls plus For Honor. <laughs> think of it. Sure, that way. For oh, Honor's a, that's wow. a great comparison. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, okay. I, I yeah. Neil will just be the thing that I, I would. Now you just have me jazz for Machito Blade. I'm very upset now. I just want Machito Blade. Yeah, so do we all. I mean, you could just play, what is it, Kengo King, that we talked it's about? It's not the <laughs> same. It's not as good. It doesn't even have the one hit kills. Anyway, uh, yeah, and the other thing that came out, or will have come out by the time this airs, is uh, Werewolf the Apocalypse Earthblood. Which I didn't know was even existed. It even existed until like maybe an hour before we started recording the show. Uh, it seems to be a double A stealth action RPG where you're playing as a werewolf and can change forms between like human and uh, full wolf, and then the Krinos form, which is the big hulking uh, humanoid wolf thing. Um, so yeah, it's set in the same universe as Vampire the Masquerade, and uh, I mean this game just gave me an idea for a top five of games that have both a colon and a dash in the name because yeah. they have two subtitles. <laughs> because the original license already has. Well, this is the one you came up with, Chris Frankenstein the Lombada. <laughs> <laughs> Don't remember that at all. God, I'm funny. Yeah, <laughs> still remember that. Um, but yeah, if, if that's any good, we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, I've seen. I'm looking at reviews for it. It looks fine. Yeah. I'm um, like, mm, I don't know. Hmm. I. Mm. Yeah. What <laughs> do the reviews say? They weren't posted uh, by the time that I looked. Yeah, there's a. Uh, I think the only one I'm seeing is there's a GameStop review. It's a five out of five. Hmm. Uh, from GameStop, GameSpot, okay. different place. <laughs> I was going to say. One of those places has a vested interest in you wanting to buy it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We promise this is good. You Uh should buy it from Uh us, in fact. Yes. Here's a link. All right. Well, is that it for new releases? Seems like it. Then let's move along to... I am so glad T.L. Foster is here with me mm. because I need someone – because you fucking nerds can't talk football. I need someone to Fuck talk about no. EA College football, I, T.L. I, I, I thought that – I want to give a shout out to the Laser Time Facebook community for talking about it because just in terms of like – one of the things I forgot, even in terms of like the development cycle of uh, Madden, NCAA – 
intended to be based like a, a more refined version of the previous. It Madden. took the previous year's game and made it better. Better removed all the bugs. Better and, and more fun and fast. Yeah. And, yes, and, uh, and, that that's one of the things with uh, NCAA games. They are very fast because a lot of the offenses, like with the NFL. Um, like there's there's only so many offenses you can do because like you're at the pinnacle of pinnacle, but yeah, d- defenses happens- your your defensive end can get around and cut off. The option is not going to work in the NFL because the defense right. is way too fucking fast. Versus in college, where people are, you have like five star awesome athletes and then just kind of like walk on guys. You can it get just away dudes. with it. Yes, yes, yeah. It, it's it's like it's. It's the closest you can get to, like, a backyard football game. I think that's the reason why college is so much fun is because, yes, you will see, like, like legitimate people who are, like, phenomenal athletes. And then you'll see a dude that you would probably see at your rec room, like, chugging is, a beer. That is so not true. Those athletes are so much more elite than but you could we, ever dream of being. But they're not People are getting athletes. a free ride for being good athletes in most cases. <laughs> Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm saying that because you know I'm my family athletes. My co- my cousin's probably the greatest wide receiver in the NFL. Right, now, so right, right. True. But the but reason yeah. we're saying college football and not NCAA football. This was this to me is the story. So EA. That's what I find fascinating because like NCAA was the organization that represented college athletes in the old game. They they, they still do, but EA EA did an end around. They pulled an option and pulled an end around around NCAA and they went straight to the CLC, which is the college collegiate licensing company. Okay, there's way too much money in college football. God damn it. God but here here's the thing. So TL I saw you doing a series of tweets about this. So the yeah. game will have all the teams but not player likenesses, not player names. It it can have no association with players, which stems from this whole lawsuit that you're going to get we, into Do we know this already? Or has, has EA announced anything officially beyond no, they have, that So they have officially announced that this, this okay. will, it will not have Sorry. any licensing. It will have any likenesses to any of the players as well as it will not have, like, it won't even be, like, so the what they used to do in the, in, in the round, and then I'll get into the case, Matt, is, like, you would get a game, and I'm, I'm thinking of the year, like, Tim Tebow was at Florida. Mm-hmm. So there would be 15 Florida the character, the, the player, will be from Jacksonville, Florida. It will have Tim Tebow's stats, but it will never be called Tim and Tebow. his number hmm. and it, his it, number. Right? Every it was everything uh, it, other than name about that player. Yeah. It was same height, same weight. It would be the same race, look like him, have have a similar body build and everything. But they could not call him Tim Tebow. But right. it was kind of like when Michael Jordan wasn't in those basketball games for all those years. We right. knew that was Michael Jordan on those. It'll teams. be it'll be Toby Thomas. He'll, he's right. uh, he's no. Bob's it was Doug Horace Doug Grant, and his friend. glasses were amazing. Bob's and right. Doug but um, but yeah. So a lot of I mean, and that's where you'd get a lot of like. This is when I first actually found out about sports game modding because you'd have people who would like. But remember the SOCOM PS2 hard drive? Like people yes. would would actually upload like full rosters. Some yes. in, like wild person would go and get every all 115 teams and have each roster filled out. Yeah, with you know and name and everything, which like in that. the online world is very easy. Like you can you yeah, see it now with like the wrestling games is like oh I can just go grab all their names and now have yeah. the actual. Teams. And I I think sports are dumb, but it's it's no it's no different between from that modded Xbox that has different rock band songs that aren't officially available. Like it's right. I would do that. But what ultimately mm-hmm. happened was Ed O'Banion from from UCLA, UCLA. Mm-hmm. sued. Uh, 
He yeah. sued because they basically was that like, the guy no, who me. found himself in a game twenty five years later with yeah, no permission. So yes. <laughs> that the, the biggest problem with these, the reason why this became a thing, the reason why we don't have these games, is it actually like the players being like because like there is still the exploitation of the players, right? But the actual reason why, what like Matt said, is the Ed O'Bannon case was he was at a friend's house. His friend's son was playing, I believe it was NCAA. March Madness, like the basketball game, because Ed O'Bannon yeah. played basketball for UCLA, and he was playing against the UCLA all like the like the all, all UCLA. UCLA. It was the team. historical players team. Right. And he's like, wait, that's me. And that's the thing. So a lot of these. So when there, there was a reason why there used to be like Tecmo Super Bowl would either have the names of the teams or have the names of the players because each one had a union. They're represented is, by two different business entities, correct? Right. I, I remember uh, the neon logo of the uh, the Players Club Union that used to be on games back and in the day. Yes, they had their own yes. game too, like the NFL. NFL which, which club, I think, right? up until this point, like EA with Madden, they still do that. There's the Players right. Association, and then there's the NFL. Right. But um, so a lot. So they went to court because there wasn't any there wasn't any safeguards for people's likenesses to be used in perpetuity. And Ed O'Bannon said, that's messed up. I'm not getting any royalties for this. Like, you're exploiting, like, I haven't, like, I haven't, I don't even play for UCLA now. You're exploiting my name by not saying my name. And he, and he won $40 million. And that's, yes. that's really the crux of this. So EA. That is hilarious. Said, well, we like, <laughs> we like money. Uh, it's not even worth it to us to put out these games because we're not going to pay all these players. We're already play- they're paying out the ass for the NCAA license and to work with mm-hmm. all the, because the college football teams themselves were kind of like, well, we don't. We're not going to push for this because apparently, like even an okay team would only make like seventy six thousand dollars roughly in in royalties from this deal, right? And so right. it just wasn't worth their time. But fans like me and TL, like college football fans, were like, we want this. And so finally, we've been asking for this for years. EA's like, we're going to do it. We're cutting out the NCAA, and a lot of it just because. The NCAA is super hard to work with. They're kind of yeah, out of I, all I the leagues. That's, that's they why are they the hired list of asshole leagues. Is, is because they were supposed to take care of a bunch of this stuff, and it turns out they never did. Yeah, and never, well, and, yeah. And, and by definition, never would. But I have a theory, though, Teal, why they went with the CLC and didn't. So California recently passed a law, and we mm-hmm. thought this would be how we got these games back, so that players in California, college players, can get paid for their likeness. Mm-hmm. Other states, this is all in courts right now. But what 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 I think as as a skeptical person is like, well, this is EA's way of saying, well, we're not going to pay those players anyway. We're just going to go to do this end around and never have likenesses, so that we don't have to pay the players. Even you know, we just won't use their likeness at all, which is kind of a bummer. Because if all of these laws get passed in these states, is like, I do want the college football players to get paid and to have their likeness in these games, and it's kind of fucked up if if this is how they do it, and then those players, even though the laws are on the books. They never never are able to get. Paid. It's got to be part. I, I imagine it'd be part of the draw of the game, seeing your favorite yes, college well, athlete. That, th- but, it but, is, but it but isn't. Unlike the NFL, like they aren't they restricted to like four years outside of like holding someone back for injury, for right? A- and that's that's the reason why I I don't think I don't think it hinges right. Like so, the NFL it hinges on having those accurate rosters because like if I'm going to buy this game, you know, year in and year out. I want to have the new rosters. I want to get. I want to get these people who are just in college, who are in the NFL now. Like that's that's where that hinges on. With college, because of the nature of it being the four years, ephemeral is, as shit. And this is the reason why I actually think this is my conspiracy about it. It they can do the thing that people have been yelling at Madden for, 
Like the 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 big thing about college it hasn't been like these these uh, you know like the the mutt or like these like gotcha gotcha game that they use. It's been the dynasty modes, and it's been like mm. doing the coaching carousel and recruiting and building up your school. And I think like a lot of their pushback that they've been getting about like oh Madden doesn't have a true it doesn't have a true like dynasty mode anymore. Well. Here it That'll is. Go in this. It's a good point. I, I I agree with you. I think this will be the hey. If you just want to play a career mode, a dynasty mode, you'll buy the college game because Madden is all about ultimate team. You know, right? I don't get it, but I believe you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, we can't we we can't dwell on this too long. There's got a lot of yeah. news to get through. Um, speaking of money and people wanting to earn money and not lose money, Sony. It was confirmed they are selling the PS5 at a loss, which we all kind of suspected. But I mean, no, that's that. the standard model for all new consoles, basically. Yeah. Like they sell uh, the hardware at a loss, they make the money back from licensing in, in the software. In recent generations, that hadn't necessarily been the case as much as it used we. to be. It's uh, we and we and Switch. I think Nintendo has doesn't lose a ton of mo- like almost no money on their consoles, even at their debut. So, so Microsoft confirmed last year the Xbox Series X and S are the same. Um, in February 2020, though, Bloomberg reported so the PS5 they estimated the unit cost at about 450 dollars. That was average across the digital only and the in the full version. Mm-hmm. But so you're like, oh well, they they sell the full version for 500. It's like, well, no, that's 450 cost. They got to pay for shipping. They got to pay. They got the retailers yep. got to get a cut. So they're they're taking pretty hefty loss per unit, like a couple hundred dollars loss per unit. You know, if you right. mm-hmm. do that math. So that's um, I, I I think it will pay off ultimately for them. Like they make you know they make their their percentage of every game sold. So I think it might, but I'm still I'm still uh, we had that discussion on the. Chad, did you did you come up with a number that PS5 has sold four million copies? Uh, they came up. They they confirmed in an earnings report. It's, to yeah. who? Some guy in like right next to an Ed Hardy warehouse? Like no no no. Sony <laughs> like, Sony in an earnings call confirmed the number of units they ship. I know, but it's just like uh, everyone I've talked to can't get a PS5. Like Michael is one of the few people. That's because who all I the scalpers who, are buying them. Right, yeah. who I know outside of Sony who has a PS5. So like like Matt Piscatel and a lot of industry analysts were saying is like. It doesn't actually matter. Like, ignore the number of units they've shipped because they are inventory restricted right now. That's not an indicator of demand. Demand is way higher than supply yeah, right now. Crazy. That's just all that number tells you is how many units Sony was able to make and get to stores. Like, yeah. that is it. Like, assume they've sold all of them through. Yeah, yeah. So wait, or how many they were able to ship that. to like pop stars and NBA players and fucking Netflix <laughs> actors and shit? Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, like, they, if they they could have sold fifty million units, probably like if they had they yeah, had, the they had enough. Yeah. And we were talking we were talking about that just because like we were talking about like I don't envy being an exclusive on any platform right now. Did we talk about that last week? I don't mean to. What's well, funny it. you mentioned exclusives on platforms, Chris? Because mm-hmm. the biggest piece of news I would say from the week is Stadia is shuttering mm. down all of their internal development studios. There will no longer be any Stadia exclusives. I'm sorry, Guilt fans, Guilt with a Y. No I mean, more, that wasn't no even developed by Google. That was developed by the same people who did um, the Sexy Brutal and the Groundhog Day VR game. Right, right, right. But so yeah, but in-house, they, they have, they confirmed, they shuttered their in-house studio, so that means uh, Jade Raymond... Is, has moved on from Google. The thing uh, just Phil, Phil's out. still there. Phil Harrison's still there. And apparently now they've pivoted their model to really focus on being a storefront. 
but also what I've heard is kind of being like a white label streaming solution for publishers. Like, oh, hey, hmm. Ubisoft. And I, again, I don't work there. Mike, Michael's not going to – I'm not saying this is happening. This is just me speculating. He's like, hey, Ubisoft, do you want to do your own streaming service? We have this tech here. We, we, we could do it for you. It's, it's apparently what they're yeah. pitching. But it's, it's like Microsoft – or Google doesn't sell me books. It sells me things I can make books on. Right. Like why do you need to make games? I, it's just it to me it's it's so it's wild to me. Um, I someone made the point. Uh, Google cannot finish a project they start. Like this is Google. This is like Google um, Meet or what, what was that Google like their Facebook social media thing. Oh, that, you sound TL. You sound like someone who's never seen androids dance to fifties music. Uh, Google I, I, Plus I was no. it? Uh, I, I think I, I saw yeah, somebody pointing yes. out that, like, well, Google's whole internal philosophy is build the thing first and then find out if there's a market for it because that's how innovation happens. But uh, I, I've also heard, like, some of the news reports were saying that, like, yeah, the developers were not getting the resources that they needed. This was just kind of uh, – it, 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 there, there was internal pressure against it and, and – there's a feeling that Google kind of lost interest, but I, I feel like it's probably yeah. more complicated than that. I, yeah. Well, it, like there, there does seem to be somewhere in this is is clueless millionaire executive saying like, "Why don't we just make games?" Yeah, and mm-hmm. and like, oh, it's, we've seen it's a bunch of companies so do that. But <laughs> well, my my whole thing is like we've talked before on the show about like big companies like Disney. Gaming doesn't make sense if you're a big corporate conglomerate where you look for low risk low cost ventures gaming is the opposite it is mm-hmm. very expensive to make good triple a right. games and very high risk because there's no guarantee they're going to hit you if think, it think- hits it's a huge money maker like rockstar would be a great example of stuff like that right. but it is like so far from a guarantee it's going to hit that it's just like that is not the kind of investments corporations we, 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 we talked about that on the 30 2010 games episode that the idea that 10 years ago disney withdrew from internal development the biggest media company in the world and has not put itself back in. It's it's a business one on one concept. There's a thing called opportunity cost. And it's like, yeah. yes, we could we could put these resources here, but we can guarantee we'll make this much money off Google off of advertising licensing. products. Let's just do that, you know? It's it's just so strange to think about. Like they, they should be able to corner they have the most successful IP in the universe and won't make a game. Disney, uh, yeah, it, yeah, Disney. Yeah, it's 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 weird to think about. So when you think about it in that Google situation, it's just like oh, we have so so much money. Juggle our Santa bellies. <laughs> uh, why don't we go make a game studio? I'm like, uh, it didn't instantly make money in three months. Pull the plug. I was so amped for streaming uh, gaming. I really was, and still am. Even though, is this a bad place to bad time to say I have a I had a two hundred fifty dollar Comcast bill this month. Because like because streaming because like we stream our cable, mm, right? Uh, we download our games and like it was. Ast- our, I don't rent. I don't even rent equipment from Comcast. I have one seventy dollar internet bill, two hundred and fifty dollars. That's how much we went over. Only Google had like. Google has server farms. Who else is supposed to pioneer this? That's why I'm disappointed. Well, but it to me, it's Microsoft is already is, yeah, and that's where I'm like, tried. look. If you're going to get into it, apparently Google had an appetite, but not a big enough appetite because what we see with the big media conglomerates, eventually they want to own the pipe stuff gets delivered on. Right. 
where we don't make anything. We, we, we do maintenance on things. We, we, we don't have to examine and figure out new trends. We just, we, we work on the roads. But, but also though, we they, own the roads. In order to get people to use those roads, they end up realizing content is king and buying mm. up all this content, right? And that's what like Microsoft has been doing is they're like, we have yeah. Game Pass, we're buying up Bethesda, we we will give you a shit ton of content because we want you to use this X, the xCloud services here and you can stream mm. these games and we have all these games for you. It requires a very big investment and very big appetite and for a side hustle like Google... The thing that bums me out the most is like there was some really cool tech Google showed off that just never came to fruition. That whole deal of like you could watch your favorite streamer on YouTube and then pick up where they left off because you can hand off these games in real time. None of that shit ever happened, you know? All that tech exists, by the way. Like I've I've seen it in certain meetings. Like um, it's all possible. It's just the limitations are American bandwidth. Yeah, it's the other big part. Yeah, American until the ISPs aren't basically monopolizing this shit that none of this is ever going to matter or happen yeah. because of Chris's problem, because you're going to end up paying $250 to some fucking cable company who, who doesn't want any other medium to succeed or take their money away. Yep. Ugh. So we, we talked about like the long rumored mass effect HD collection, which is they, they officially confirmed as the legendary edition. We've talked about that. They started showing that off actually with previews and what, Turns out it's missing some very big elements to Mass Effect, depending on if you're into this stuff. So first of all, oh no, that collection is getting none of the multiplayer, which I don't care about because I never. I thought that was weird because they advertised in that trailer like 40 DLC packs. I'm like, uh, well, that's the other thing is it's uh, missing like one DLC pack, but the reason it's missing it is like literally because the source code got corrupted from the Citadel DLC, and actually that DLC pack never even made it over to the ps3 because it had been corrupted like when really? it was worked on yeah so that that was worked on by demur studios Demi. that that piece of dlc that the source code had been corrupted even back then never made it to ps3 and will not be in this legendary collection because literally they have no way of reproducing it fuck yeah wow. and that was kind of that thing it gave you like your own little crash pad it's like oh there's some training missions yeah, that, that was then... kind of a big deal that the citadel dlc yeah yeah i yeah. was i was comparing <laughs> what i had in my notes comparing balan wonderworld is like walking around in the citadel for, for oh i'm time. sorry not citadel i'm so sorry pinnacle station dlc the pinnacle yeah. station dlc oh, from okay. Mass Effect. i care much less about Mass that one. Yeah. yeah yeah citadel is the big that's the big one from three right that like fixed all the bad shit I don't um, remember. It, it, it I, was it was like one of them. I think there there might have been another one that was just okay. like I had I had big problems with all Mass Effect DLC because like it never really could bring back the voice actors and characters I cared about in almost all the I, DLCs. I think yeah. Citadel DLC was just like here's here's one last hurrah with all of the characters you That's love. Right. And it yeah, was, it was yeah, like yeah, a big yeah. party. A, it's like a yeah. big party on the Citadel. So, so this one's Pinnacle Station from one. Um, I mean, I I respect this this game from afar because I've having played through Mass Effect one through three, I don't have another few hundred hours to replay those games. But if, if you I, I want thought the to, same thing, but but I, when I watched that trailer, I just like I looked in the eyes of all these characters who I love a great deal, mm. and it was just like I'm going to buy this anyway. I would oh, love man. to play with the Mako that doesn't like shit. I would love to play yeah. three. 
without it breaking on me. Like, I haven't finished three because I got, I got, I was like one of the few people that got that bug. There's a bug, like, if you play halfway through the game, it resets you back to level one. Oh, no. From my, my shepherd I had brought over from fucking Mass Effect one. Oh, fuck. And I was just like, oh, I'm done. I, no, I don't yeah, that yeah, would, that would that again. Yeah. I just want to say, like, I hope that they fix the Mako controls so that uh, when you hit your first bump, you immediately shoot into orbit and smash a hole through the Normandy that kills everyone aboard. Uh, yes, and also <laughs> delete your save, which happened to me with the Mako a lot. There was some speculation. <laughs> Apparently, people saw the Mako model. It had, like, some thrusters where it didn't originally have thrusters, and they're like, ooh, I think they are fixing the Mako handling. Uh, it, it always had thrusters. No, 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 no. It, it was, it was in new addition thrusters. to the thrusters where else they were. It was oh, like, oh, okay. it, had, it has these it has side thrusters. New thrusters. Okay. Uh, we, so speaking of HD remasters, we were just talking about Judgment being one of the kind of last holdouts for Sony. Mm-hmm. Uh, no longer the case. So Judgment is getting a next-gen treatment on PS5 and Xbox. What the fuck is Judgment? Xbox I, I, and when you said Judgment, I'm like, Gears of War Judgment? Uh, no, it's, of Judgment? it's the Yakuza spinoff where you're, you're a private detective. It's a detective game, yeah. It has more detective mechanics. So that's coming April 23rd and is only it comes with all the DLC for $40. Yeah. Uh, I will say... It, it doesn't really have a lot of detective mechanics. It has like these linear sequences where you'd like tail this guy and take pictures of him. Okay, now some more fights, 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 it, it drone got racing, for fights those at the time. Yeah. But it, I mean, it's, it's fun. A lot of people liked it better than like five. It, it was you know it was just as good as six. But it's mm-hmm. it's just a side a Yakuza side story. Uh, yeah. coming April twenty third and in all new glorious. Uh, I don't know next gen versions. It's very pretty. Uh, last businessy piece of news: Embracer Group, who I didn't even remember this, but uh, let's call them THQ Nordic because that's what we've been calling them for a couple years. Um, that's that's the group that have, that they just keep buying like half the industry on the sly. They merged with Borderlands developer Gearbox um, mm. in a 1.3 billion dollar deal. So. $1.3 billion. That's, yeah, Embracer's big, though. They got 5,500 employees around the world. Uh, they're based out of Sweden. Um, they recently made headlines back in November. I think we might have mentioned them. They bought like 12 game studios at one time. And then um, you guys, I'm sure, have all worked with Sandbox Strategies, the big gaming PR firm. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah, yeah, they, they got acquired. So uh, slowly, hmm. Embracer Group has been kind of positioning themselves as this big it's weird they own they've carved out this weird niche of gaming of like we're working with these smaller game studios that you might have heard of and stuff um but yeah it's uh but now now with borderlands or with gearbox i should say like they they own a big this is kind of their crown jewel i would say in terms of their development yeah, they have they have a movie in production mm, uh that's wow. we just talked about it yeah with yeah. with kevin hart <laughs> no, right, I know, yeah. but but like, but like, none of these other IPs have movies in production. Like, yeah. this is their biggest IP, the mm. Crown Jewel. Yeah. You didn't say that, did you? Oh shit! By the way, this always goes great, and um, I mean, I know it'll go great for people like Randy Pitchford, but uh, uh, yeah, yeah, people, a few people will get rich, and there's no way IPs you like will languish in uh, untouchable territory for decades afterwards. I hate this shit. This is such a dumb idea. Hey man, who the fuck is Embracer? <laughs> I I am okay with this because that means Randy Pitchford gets get away from a flash drive. You give give us the flash drive. You walk away. 
Go Randy away. Pitchford having a boss seems like a fun idea. <laughs> that, that's, <laughs> how, that's how I feel. That's, that's, I think that works. Hey, look. Nothing blends like Texans and Swedes. We all know that, right? That's just that's this just is match not, made this is not, But this isn't this isn't Unity. This is a company with extra money going around buying. This is exactly what we should be mad about with Game Stonk shit. Like this is somebody trading game companies we like like chess pieces. These people will be out of a job in eighteen months for sure. This is the Vivendi, sure. This is the Vivendi thing, right? Well, they like, also this bought this this big mobile developer that I'd never heard of out of Cyprus called Easy Brain for six hundred and forty million dollars, and that's like some like fucking Candy Crush. Uh, what's the Candy Crush makers that Activision bought? Uh, King dot com. King. That's King, like some baby. King where I'm like, I've never heard of Easy Brain. How are they worth six hundred and forty million dollars? That's insane. I don't know, have you ever seen ads on you on? Like TikTok and Facebook and like there's just so many. I'm literally looking at an ad now of like of a game of like how to keep your heels higher and it's like it's just fucking nuts. Oh, like, I don't know. Chris I, always sends us the ones which is like relationship ads that then ultimately are Michael, for like, like strategy games that have nothing to do. Wait, was with that, like, was that the no that I sent you that that was the yeah. the Hero Wars article. So Hero Wars is an auto battler game that you have no doubt seen ads for because it's always like help this guy get to the treasure and it's always like a sliding key puzzle or whatever and that is not what the game is. It has like one of those and, yeah, but you sent us one recently. Yeah, there though. was there was one that was just like help her catch the cheater, and it's like these are yes. Hero Wars characters, and it makes it look like this is what the game is. This is nothing like not even remotely what the game right, is. It was right. the most egregiously deceptive advertisements <laughs> yes. that existed. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. it's so much worse than all those puzzle ads. There, there is no scenario where this ends up good for gaming for employees and for gamers i this just never I can't wrap well. my head around it so like i go to a game publisher site like ubisoft.com i've worked for publishers i worked for developers it's very easy for me to understand ubisoft is a publisher they will produce developers games and publish them when you go to embracer groups website it feels like this like investment company it's yeah. it's a whole different thing dude. does it's it cool. feels like there's someone staring back at you saying how did you get this number Right. What are you doing? You stare yeah. long enough into the Embracer group, Michael. Yeah. Eventually, the Embracer group stares back into mm-hmm. you. Yeah. I get all this. That's all what the news is fit here? to play. All right. Well, hey. let's move on to the community segment, which is always a segmenting our community. Uh, last week's question of the week. What's the next video game series that deserves the anime treatment? Uh, mm. TL, do you have an opinion? Oh, TL. So glad uh, you're here. Yeah, so I do. Uh, I've been thinking about this, ruminating around this uh, all week, and... I think that the blue girl. No, that's no. You're going the opposite <laughs> way. You can't go game. You can't go anime. It's a game. Um, I think that um, I would love to see an actual like anime studio try their hand at Final Fight. Um, yes, I like it's it. It's just a. It's already a, a wide array of characters. Like you can even make it like make it like a fucking um Kenshiro Fist of North Star you can make it like mm. Fist of North Star you're going through each different part of Metro City um you have the Freddie Mercury character already like it, it just it just screams like this should have been an anime wait is Mike Hager the Freddie Mercury character yeah 
Huh. Okay. I mean, Matt's going to say he's Rick Rude, which is a thing we we go back and forth on. Excuse he's me, saying, ravishing he's, Rick he's Rude. He's way buffer than Rick Rude. He's way too big to be Rick Rude. I think you have. I'm the tits, I'm, Wait, you, you were into the big giant vampire lady. Now you're into big giant mustache daddy. Mm. I don't know, TL. I'm just ship, I'm, I'm ship, 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 ship. <laughs> I like. <laughs> look, I like big characters, and you cannot lie. <laughs> my 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 favorite character in that game is still Guy. Guy is awesome. Yeah, Guy's he's pretty, a ninja. Uh, pretty red. I was I was heartbroken when he didn't make it into the first Super Nintendo game. I was I literally told my mom I don't know what I don't know what game you gave me because this is not Final Fight. Yeah. Uh, well, first to answer on VigiGamePocalypse.com was Laser Time Rules, who says I would like to see a well done anime of Earthbound slash Mother. If Pokemon can get one, Earthbound can too. Damn it! It has it all: adventure, sci-fi, drama, scares. Just picture it. We'd start with Earthbound Beginnings and then end with Mother 3. And if you know how it ends, that's one fucking epic anime ending right there. I just want you to know, TL, I hand chose these responses for you, my mm-hmm. friend. Okay, I'm about uh-huh. to say, like, this, like, Earthbound would be neat. I don't know. Man, Earthbound, it, there's a lot of, like, psychological things. Like, it, it would not be a great show for kids. But I think you could do a really good version of Earthbound. Like as an as an anime, you could do like a really really dope version of, of Earthbound. But it like the first game is about loss and mm. and how you deal with pick? loss. Is this loss? Hmm. This is loss. I mean, it. it oh wow! I thought you were talking about the show, but you're talking about the shitty meme. Next <laughs> the best meme. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, I, I, oh no! I'm so mad. Hey, you buddy, guys, slow guy down. Let me in. Says Kingdom Motherfucking Hearts. He said, "Effing." I said, "Fucking." Uh, I would eat that up. Um, that would last forever and be so over the top. I want every over exaggerated. <gasps> Chris, do your thing. He commanded you. Do your thing. Over exaggerated anime gasp. Go. Oh, uh, very. Uh, yeah. Look, I I think that this is a better place for for that. I want to see animated characters animated. Um, the 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 last Kingdom Hearts game was very pretty. But they're really dumb and stupid games with a lot of repetitive nonsense. Yeah, he goes on to say, "Yeah, I want to see every awkward scene played out. I want Donald Duck to not give a shit anymore with his voice acting as well." Donald heal, Donald heal, Donald heal, Donald heal, Donald fucking heal. I, th- I think the oh. second you animate Donald Duck with fewer than uh, twenty-four frames of animation in a single second, uh, every Disney animator from the forties like just explodes out of their graves like an oil geyser. Hey, it's true, it's true. Floyd Norman goes on a mass shooting. Yeah. Hey, look, Burbank if Studios. you want a good yeah, animated Frank and show, Ollie freak the fuck out. If you want That's a good a animated show Chris. with with Donald Duck. Watch the reboot DuckTales. It's yeah, it's sure. fucking tremendous. It's fucking dope. I am again something I'm actively mad. I'm mad that this is gonna be the last season of that show. That show is fucking tremendous. Um and it really sucks shit. It's gonna be the last season of the show this year. I don't know. Everything good has to end, man. That's the way I feel about it. I guess, but it's so good. <laughs> it delivered on more promise than I ever thought possible, and it can always come back again. They made or, me care about like Gander Gladstone. Like, it just <sighs> I fucking love that show. It's so good, and I'm gonna have a crisis when it when it's off the air. Oh, I have a hard time watching it. Too much of it. Like, I can't believe you're doing this. <laughs> I'm gonna back off. Oh. 
It's like when someone when 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 a a guy hits the tip of your dick too much. Like that's what Ducktales feels. The new Ducktales show feels like, like this feels too good. The new Ducktales felt too obvious. I was I was hoping you were going to go like Donald Duck in Saludos Amigos. If you want to talk uh, some going real, qua- Ubisoft's going Quackers or yeah. PK or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> also, the, I mean the three Caballeros like they're they're best in the Ducktales show. Like the. Du- it's a love letter to the Disney afternoon to the point where they're going to yeah, do a Chip and Dale spinoff from it. Wow. A movie with John Mulaney. John- I, I know he sounds a lot like my John Lovitz, but that's because they sound they kind sound of They sound alike. This time, yeah. Gadget's voiced by Kristen Schaal and has a huge rack. I don't know, Chip. I don't know if I want to taste Don's nut butter. Wait, have you seen? <laughs> wait, this is, a, this is just specifically for Chris. Have you seen, like, the? there's been a Gadget meme that's been going around? Uh, from this artist I follow, whoa, who whoa, whoa, whoa. they originally did a thing where like it's like gadget like working Keep on something, and she's taking like a smoke break. So now <laughs> everyone has been doing this whole like their version of gadget smoking a cigarette like working on something. Oh no, the internet doing gadget with their lips puckered in a certain way, sucking on th- something. Surely that's not it's safe not for work. scandalous, you asshole. It is literally I, her look. You have to admire. After twenty years, she's finally not bending over into a toolbox. She's still got else. a go coaster going strong yeah. at Disneyland. She does. She does. Disneyland. The last, the last Toontown available. Ask Gary Wolf, man. Well, hey, Greg McDonald says NBA Jam. I was just going to leave NBA Jam as an answer with no explanation, but the more I thought about it, the more it appealed to me. Anyone who's watched The Last Dance or any NBA 30 for 30 will know how right basketball can be for drama and long-form storytelling. With NBA Jam being set in the mid-90s and two-side two... The anime could be full of dynamic duos like Jordan and Pippin, Stockton and Malone, Shaq and Penny, Kemp and Peyton, etc., not to mention the bonus characters like Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince and Clinton and Gore. Naturally, the OTT moves would lend themselves to anime, too. It's true. Here's why this wouldn't, I love it. This wouldn't work because if you're doing jam, you can't have Jordan and Pippen. Jordan was very famously never in any NBA. Yeah, it was, it was Horace Grant and Scottie Pippen. Get it, get yeah. it straight. Yeah. Uh, also... Fucking just watch Kurito Cur- basketball or Slam Dunk. You want that? Like, there's it's out there. Are those basketball animes? Anime. No, that is that is basketball anime. Those both rule. Slam Dunk is the prototypical sports anime. It was. I and I would I would just gonna say I've I've watched more uh, of the Last Dance than I've watched of the NBA in twenty five years. The Last Dance, uh, the last is, dance is great. It's it. great. I love, I love basketball it. is perfect for drama because the teams are so small. Football teams are. At least 22 people, if you feel them on both sides, but it's more like 100 people, whereas basketball teams, you got five players on the court and maybe a bench of five to ten players. There's got to be a businessman like, um, we want to charge front row seats, like um, the 70-person NFL team took all the front row seats. Yes, yes. (laughs) They're like, uh, oh, get rid of half the team. (laughs) Get rid of all the – get rid of the fucking – the masseuse who sits on the the sideline. Yeah, then charge – thousands of dollars no no so what happened chris is they realized that and they said we're gonna sell it to the businessmen with these boxes where they can watch the game that they're at in person on a fucking tv right right but you get can you do it while eating a slider that's not thrown to you right Right. because if i'm if i'm gonna get diarrhea at a football game i want it to be in a luxury (laughs) box Mm -hmm. i've always wanted to shit in one of those troughs (laughs) daniel walker says um Metal Gear, the Metal series Gear. is practically an anime as it stands, but uh, someone might be able to control the story better and make it so you don't have to keep reading wikis to keep up. 
uh, have some side stories with Solid Snake or even uh, as as Team Fox uh, Hound doing something weird and funny weekly. Yeah, I, I, I think um, the criticism <laughs> I've been giving Metal Gear for the last 10 years, if I had to boil it down, it it is a game first and a story second. Um, and the story had no work or input by one by other than one person yeah. and is insane. Needs an editor. Yeah. It it needs it like it needed one person to say like we don't need to do that here. We can do this here later. Uh, none of this dialogue matters. We can cut that out. Like if if somebody could do that, if somebody could Peter Jackson Metal Gear for the screen, I think that would be amazing. Daniel, I do have to question. Are you watching a lot of anime? I still need a wiki, even though I'm watching anime. I need to know what's going on. I, I got to check the internet. I'm about to say, it's like, if you're not, if you're, I mean, you're not watching Ava. Ava, you definitely need a fucking wiki to understand <laughs> a st- canonical 18 different endings to that show. <laughs> what a show. Matthew Schultz. <laughs> And shout out to uh, Michael for showing us the uh, Ava soundtrack, Tenacious D. Yeah, those are great. There's like three of those videos. Really good. Uh, Matthew Schultz says, give me a Bloodborne anime about the founding of the Healing Church and its downfall. Get the studio behind one of the original, uh, behind the original Berserk series or the Castlevania series and I'll be there day one. Make sure it's the original Berserk, not the new Berserk. The new Berserk is bad. It looks like trash. I, I also think Bloodborne would work best just as an OVA. I don't need a whole mm. series. I just need kind of a one to two hour movie about that yep. shit. Sure. Uh, on Twitter, at Fit says, I think a River City Ransom anime could be super cool. Man. Following the high school adventures of the characters would allow for a nice mix of action and comedy, and everyone would be super excited for the episode where they play dodgeball. <laughs> I wish we were more popular so we could, like, Put the challenge out to like Tara Strong and Nolan North. Like, say barf, mm-hmm. barf, 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 <laughs> barf. Uh, I think there's also barf. a Cunio Kun. I think there is a Cunio Kun like no, anime it? or OVA. Oh, I'm pretty sure. sure. Yeah, there yeah. probably should be. But it, but even if if it existed, it was probably like ten years ago and it's lost. Oh yeah, mm. for sure. Mm. Uh, at Seeking Paradigm says either Silent Hill or Metal Gear Solid because the Zoe, uh, the Zone of Enders anime was decent. Uh, as two of the modern flagship titles of Konami, I think if we don't get games in those universes, anime would be perfect fit. Uh, Silent Hill could be an occult Twin Peaks and Metal Gear Solid uh, would just be batshit action espionage. It, it doesn't make sense. If anyone asks Konami, just do it. If I had not been rebuilding arcade one-ups, I don't know that I would have experienced a Konami product over the last three years. Other than what is Konami other than the done? Castlevania, Castlevania anime. Hmm. Yeah, other than the PS Soccer mm. in the Castlevania Netflix series. And Metal Gear which, Survive. Yes, over the last three years, like what have you done? Yuck. How what do you how do you survive as a company without licensing? <laughs> yeah, how do you Metal license Gear more things? They got that thriving health club business that I'm mm-hmm. sure is just going strong in COVID. and and Metal Gear and Castlevania pachinko machines. Yep. I I think you should make a bad dudes grinder app. Mm. <laughs> 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 I'll call up Johnny Turbo because I think he's in command of all the Data East IP. Uh, this is Admin Ronnie, and your your post violated a lot of content violations. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we have a couple video responses. First from Mike Amari, who says, Hey, VGA crew. Mike Amari here with the question of the week. 
question of the week, of course, was which video game series do you want to see be the next to get the anime treatment a la Tomb Raider and Castlevania from Netflix? Um, it's funny because I've recently gotten back into anime after many years of not watching because my 11-year-old son has been pulling me back into things like My Hero Academia hmm. and Assassination Classroom, both very good anime, by the way, that if yep, you haven't yep, been watching, yep. you should be. Um, for me, though, there's a lot of choices. The obvious choice is Metal Gear Solid because that game is pretty much anime bullshit personified. Yes. Like the 8,000 <laughs> episodes of absolutely nothing happening that is usually Dragon Ball Z and stuff like that is just Metal Gear Solid storyline in a nutshell. I love that game series, don't get me wrong, but it is bullshit to a T. Um, so that would fit for anime too, but that's the obvious answer. For me, what I would like to see, it's not a game so much as it is a label that I'd like to see brought back as an anime, and that is the EA Big label. I'd love to see some <laughs> sports anime on the EA Big label. We can do one season of NFL Street, one season of NBA Street. Uh, I believe they even had an NHL Street like spinoff. I knew they had a FIFA one for like one game. Bring those in as their own distinct like anime, and then have them super crossover in an OVA and stuff like that. Uh, I am a sucker for sports anime. I love watching like the underdog work his way up, have that rivalry. It is the same story every time, but it works on me every single time. And the style and like over the top nature of the EA Big, um, of the EA Big label would fit perfectly for that. Um, I will also say you guys mentioned a boxing anime last time. I'm going to mention another boxing anime that I've mentioned before here. It just bears repeating. Uh, in Japan, it's known as Hajime no Ippo. Here, it's known as Fighting Spirit. Uh, yeah. It originally came over as Victorious Boxers on PS2. An excellent manga, excellent anime. And the PS2 game, the first one, is phenomenal. So if you have a chance to check those out, you should. Uh, so that's my answer for the question of the week, guys. Thank you for listening to me this week. I look forward to being with you again next week. Isn't that the one that Megalobox is a remake? I'm about to say, Hajime no Ippo is literally just Megalobox. <laughs> yeah, Megalobox, Megalobox. Is, I think they released it on the anniversary of Hajime no Ippo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I uh, have to take minor issue because it's not EA Big, it's EA Sports Big. It's in the game. Uh, I would say, one, uh, FIFA Street is highly underrated. The game rules. Uh, I actually want to change my I want to change my pick. Uh, I, I thought about it earlier. I'm not sure. Wild Arms. Wild Arms should have an anime. Why doesn't Wild Arms have an anime? It Wild doesn't? Arms rule. Wild Arms rules. Like Wild Arms should have an anime. It's not called Trigun. <laughs> I mean, basically, yeah. I mean Trigun is kind of wild. look at yeah. you two with your fucking anime Open. humor. I love yeah, it. fuck you. Uh, Red Rock nine six three says. Hey, VGA, it's your buddy, Red Rock 963 and my little buddy Alice on the back of my chair, Aww. and now shoulder, and now desk, and talking about animes, their video games that we want to see as an anime. I am surprised that Blizzard hasn't done an Overwatch anime yet. Hey, yeah. Um, I think I've watched those animated shorts for Overwatch about a billion times, and I think those animated shorts are cool. And I, I bounced on the game ages ago just because I suck at shooters. But, you know, Overwatch seems like it has a really cool idea for a story. Sorry, my cats are getting in the way. And, you know, you've got the giant robots here. These are my two Lego Reinhardt and Divas. And I just think that that would make an excellent anime. It, it's got a lot of action. It's got a lot of unique characters. You've got the uh, tr Tracer bouncing around for s some of the anime action. And I just see that as an anime in my head. And I think it would be really cool to see those characters come to life in traditional animation. I mean, Blizzard does do a good job with their CGI animation. But it, it just seems seems like a no-brainer. 
um, that that's my pick. It's kind of hard to pick because I like a lot of Japanese games anyway, and all, pretty much all of those have animes. But yeah, anime, Reinhardt is what I want. Plus, you know, we could also <laughs> talk about our uh, Overwatch waifus and husbandos, to which my husbando is Hanzo and McCree. Anyway, that was embarrassing. Um, have a nice week, guys. I'll talk to you later. Thank you for that. Both of you, everyone who participated. Red Rock, your cats are always more interesting than Overwatch. Don't worry. <laughs> Make an anime of her cats. Um, so, new question of the week. We are going to steal a question that Kotaku asked its community because it's a fun one to ask, uh, or at least an interesting one. How did your parents feel about you playing video games? Um, for me, this was the the basis of like a years long battle of wills between my parents and me. Uh, they would continually try to uh, limit my access to them. For a while, I was only allowed to play games on weekends. Uh, I, I think for some reason there was like months that went by where I was not allowed to play games at all. And I would like, I knew where my consoles were hidden. And so whenever my mom would be out, I would like sneak in there and grab them and hook them up to the TV. And this is not because you had a problem or anything, Michael? Uh, I mean, my problem was I wanted to play video games all the time and my parents did Mm. not like that. Uh, and to the point where I remember like having a conversation with my mom a few years ago and she just out of nowhere just suddenly said like, I wish we'd, you know, cut you off from video games more than we did. Like we were too indulgent. We should have kept them away from you. And I'm like, this is the whole basis of how I make a living. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> I own a house. Leave me alone. <laughs> what, do, what do you want? <laughs> Stop treating me like an addict. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm the same way, except my dad came around. My mom didn't care. Well, it's just like, I know now, having dealt with kids, and I'm 40, and just like, um, at this point, like, anything that shuts you up and gets you away from me, mm. great. If I had kids in my 20s as a liberal, um, like, ah, you should be doing a bunch of other fun things! But, like, my, 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 my parents were very much... Um, I remember my dad like, we should go play catch. And like, why? You don't play baseball and I don't play baseball either. You've been warped by the 19th. <laughs> You're this, this weird boomer aliens ideology of what we should be doing. And it sucks. And he, my dad, um, if you have not heard me talk about him, always hated everything I was into because I think society, he man is dumb. And it was. Well, yeah. But you don't <laughs> tell a little kid Hogs are dumb. And they were. Um, but, like, eventually, I, I, I know I told that story on, on some podcast. Four years ago, my dad's like, you know what? These video games have done you really well. You live in a different city making a living at one of these companies. I'm going to buy you some. My dad bought me Jeopardy for the NES <laughs> and then jumped to Battlefront in Call of Duty World War Two for PS4. Th- those are those are the gaps in between my dad buying me video games. He bought me three video games in my life. He had n- if I got two video games for my birthday or Christmas, I would have lost my fucking mind. He did that for me when I was tw- like like thirty eight. <laughs> what an asshole! <laughs> in some respects, they hated games and never really understood them. But now that they're talked about on NPR like real things. They give a shit, and I wish I had TL's experience, to be honest. Yeah, I um, 
I feel bad. Like a lot of things when we go back to like our adolescence and stuff, I think I had it pretty easy compared to, to at least to Michael's stories is like I got straight A's and I played sports. And so I got a lot of leeway with video games. It's like, well, we can't complain because you're not, it's not causing you to fall off in your grades. Mm. It's not, you know, it's not like you don't go outside and play with your friends and also play sports and shit. It's like, but I'm, I'm a kind of a guy of extremes. It's like, yeah, but you I would put very sp- few Barbie wigs on the squirrels in our neighborhood. So. <laughs> but I, I would spend a ton of time like renting, you know, I would rent a game and just fucking beat the game that weekend. It's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so my parents were more just like, they didn't buy me a lot of games, but it was more just like, yeah, you can rent this game. And so like, I think I've told the story in the show before. It's like, I never owned Link to the Past. I rented it countless times, yeah, you know, but it's just like, but they didn't, so they didn't care so much that I was playing. Like I had a TV in my room and I could play, you know, whatever, but, and, but I, I, I wasn't like, I didn't get a lot of games bought for me. It was more just like, ah, we're yeah. going to rent that game for you, but they didn't yeah. care as long as I kept my grades up. It didn't affect my sports or anything or any of my other activities. They, they were fine with it. They didn't like support I- it, but they didn't like care i I lived in secondhand stores for everything yeah 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 it's why i think i like you hear me i have an old mentality because like yeah i read old mad magazines and rented old disney (laughs) movies because my parents were fucking assholes and i was they they had the money that's what i wanted but i was the opposite of spoiled they would never give me shit they made me work for everything. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was no, the same, don't. but I, I don't hate them. And I think yeah. I think my, my parents have kind of made their peace with my relationship with video games. But I also remember, like, one of the, the big prohibitions was, like, I could not have a Game Boy because then I would just play games all the time, yep. right? I think that was the first system I bought myself, yeah. Yeah, and I've probably told this story before, but, like, my dad made me a bet. Like, if you can beat me at foosball with no score handicap, just a, a fair, straight shutout, you win, uh, I will buy you a Game Boy. And for years, I worked to be as good at foosball as I could be. Wow. He'd grown up playing it in Spain. Like, this was his, you know, his was his video games. And, like, after so many tries, I managed to beat him once, and I was like, yes! Buy me a Game Boy, and he's like, "Oh, I was just joking." Like, asshole! <laughs> no! Oh my gosh! Uh, uh, you would have done wonders in a fraternity, Michael. Like, that's yeah. all they did all day was play oh, yeah. foosball. I'm still pretty beer. good at foosball. <laughs> nice. Now, duly noted for teams when we're all uh, able to see uh, each other. Michael's yep, on yep, my team. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, candidly, I'm you know I'm I'm younger than you guys. Uh, my parents, like my mom literally was pregnant with me while she was playing, you know, Mario. Um, so I, I have literally, it's why I, lo- <laughs> I love these stories from you that like you, you grew uh, up, you're, you're, you had games handed down to you. Right. My mom, my mom is a gamer. My, my dad yeah. and my stepdad aren't, my, my dad and stepdad played, like they've played video games, but they never went through my mom. Like, so when I realized my mom was a was a gamer was actually in '94 when my brother was born, and I had at the time we had just gotten a Genesis. I already had an SNES, hmm. uh, which I got like when it first came out. But we had a Genesis, and like whenever you're a kid, you see those gifts underground, like you know what a video game cartridge looks like. Oh yeah. So I knew what I I knew what it was, and I just saw it, and it was like addressed to Shane. And I was like, but Shane, like Shane, my brother's birthday is on December 2nd. So he's like, 
there's no way he's playing a video game. But my mom's like, oh yeah, no, I'm now, now that the SNES is now going back into my room, that is now mine again. Oh to, no. Like, if, if, oh no. Like, the games that she bought, like, and this is not like, just, I, I want you guys to realize, like, this is the kind of gaming I was in my house. The games that she bought for herself were Plock, um, <laughs> The Illusion of Gaia, um, <laughs> like she just like like these like weird like weird RPGs that I she knew has good taste. Play. I know. Um, I want to. I want to propose to your mom, but it, it's like <laughs> it's like the equivalent now of of like, hey, uh, hey, Matt's kids. I'm gonna take Disney Plus into my room, and you have to <laughs> you have to deal out here with CBS All Access. But the but the idea the idea of like moving an entire platform away from TL. Like it, like I said, when I, when I mean like my my parents would play games. My stepdad, like when we needed to go, because like I would play like, fighting games like at an arcade, and for like my stepdad to be like, all right, it's time for us to go. He would go get a quarter and then beat me in like Tekken or beat me in like. That's Street awesome. Fighter. Nice. So like I, it's always me. Like that's why I said like I had the stories with me and my sister and my brother. Like. We all just grew up gaming. It's just never been. It's never not been a thing. Anymore. Have you ever told? Like, did your mom keep playing games, or did she fall off games eventually? Yes. My mom. So my mom will only play Legend of Zelda. Like, if if a Legend of Zelda game comes out, she will play it. That's really? It. Yep. So does she like borrow your Switch? Like, hey, she uh... Uh, she'll either borrow like mine or my sister's Switch because usually it's my sister because that's their really big connection. Um, so with Link to the Past, when we got Link to the Past, my mom had played it so much. My mom and my aunt have played it so much, they called the Nintendo helpline <laughs> to tell them how to stop playing Link to the Past so much. That is the thing that happened. Um, we actually bought the N64 because of Ocarina of Time. Mm. That was the only reason my mom was like, oh yeah, Ocarina of Time, we have to buy N64 now. I mean, like in retrospect, she was right. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only was. reason to buy an N sixty four. She was, but I mean, like I said, but that also has like I have a memory. Like I'm not the biggest Zelda fan, but I I have a very vivid memory of loving Ocarina of Time because one summer, just me and my sister with a strategy guide and my mom, and we're all just sitting in the living room going through the strategy guide, figuring out how to do the water temple and then how to get the bigger on sword. Like those are just like memories to me. That nice. are always there. This is this is one of those things that makes me feel like Matt Damon, Matt Damon saving Private Ryan gif, right? Yeah, where yeah, like yeah. like how dare we think we were ever good at our jobs, Michael? When our parents discouraged us from doing what we're doing, hmm. like how how could TL's generation not be better about this? I'm sure they are. And like with 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 like encouraged access and talking but, about it. But also, I'm, we I'm wanted better it talking more because about movies because I talked about movies with my dad when I was for the first twenty years of my life. I could never talk to him about a game. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, like uh, so. Yeah, next time, <laughs> next time, one of you IGN white boys wants to stand up and think you're great at your job. Fuck off. There's <laughs> yeah. a younger person who grew up encouraged right. to enjoy this stuff yeah. who's way better than you at this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, I felt like that was like free therapy for all of us right now. That was good. A <laughs> yeah, little bit, a little yeah. bit. Uh, let's let's extend it to our audience. So, what? How did your parents feel about you playing video games? 
Uh, again, apologies to Kotaku for stealing their question. Let us know. Go to vidjigamepocalypse.com and answer under the comments for episode 405. Uh, you can also ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse or visit us on the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer. Um, anyway, that has been our show. Let's go out with some plugs. Uh, TL, let us know where can people hear more of you? Uh, you can hear me on Life from the Pool House for Fresh Prints uh, episode by episode podcast. Uh, I'm on it this week! Uh, Chris is on it this Well, not this week. Soon, actually. I think the episode's soon. coming up soon. Uh, but Chris, yeah, Chris has been on it. Uh, uh, Matt has been on it. We haven't had Michael on it yet. I, I, I will get Michael on it one day. I have never watched um, that show. <laughs> uh, PMB, uh, my video game podcast where we have a really great conversation. I think I said something profound last episode. I don't know. Those things are always uh, a, a, a blur. And then twitch.tv slash Turbo Bison. I've been streaming a lot lately. I actually did a 24-hour stream last weekend uh, to raise funds uh, for uh, Main Street Wholesale Grocery here in Jacksonville. It is a black-owned um, wholesale grocery. Um, and they have been fighting with the city to keep their land, um, as well as like having a fucked up roof because of Hurricane Irma. So streamed, we raised about raised about like you know two thousand dollars. So that's not you know that's not bad. It's fucking so. awesome, man! That's, that's pretty good. good. Yeah, that's I haven't it. done anything that awesome. <laughs> I haven't done anything that, that like selfless. Congratulate you! Like, take a bow. That's fucking great. You streamed for ah, twenty four yeah. hours. I was on there with him for about an hour and a half, getting really drunk playing the Streets of Rage four. It was a good. Yeah, time. I wish I would have joined you guys. Sorry. What, what what you don't know about streaming for twenty four hours is around that twenty three hour when you just and your brain breaks and you mm -hmm. just decide I'm going to rank Pokemon right now, and that's that's just what it is. I saw that your final hour was just talking, and I went, oh no. Oh, oh no oh no don't do this he told me he goes my goal is i'm gonna get a, a copyright strike and i was like don't do this <laughs> why would you do this that was my goal my goal was to my original goal was to get a was to just shut down my whole twitch account it was just like i want a copyright strike through the through the roof <laughs> I, I remember streaming that's why i don't like streaming by myself i think one time i did it i'm like i'm just gonna start singing songs and if they're so good i get copyright strikes i'll never have to do this right. again there you go. and <laughs> let's belt them out hello from the other side <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna oh. go now because i have a hybrid plug with tl so speaking of streaming on twitch uh this upcoming Monday, Monday Night Movies, coming back, me and TL, in honor of Black History Month, are streaming one of TL's favorite works of black cinema. Tell them I'm what it is, too. TL. I'm in, too. Yeah, the, a goofy movie. The I'm in, like, I, I said yes. I'm going, I'm, right. I will be there. All right. Love it. So, yeah. so Chris will be there, TL. There. So we're doing it old school, though. Y'all got to come with your own copy. It is on Disney Plus, I confirmed. But if we're just going to do it the old school Disney way. Disney Treasure Club up. people has a, a, a widescreen copy, I will suck your dick. <laughs> like, I. <laughs> We are we're gonna we're gonna sync up and we're gonna watch oh. a goofy movie together with a bunch of people and probably get drunk and have a good time. So check us out twitch.tv slash Maddie Sion. That is Monday. We will start at seven PM Pacific, uh, ten PM Eastern. I love this movie. God damn, I love goofy movie. Yeah. Chris? 
Oh, I have to talk about stuff now? Lasertime.com. Lasertime. Uh, Patreon. That's not, that's that's not the URL. <laughs> Lasertimepodcast.com or patreon.com slash If you want to hear more about uh, L.A., you guys talked about L.A. story on 302010. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going, Michael. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're, 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 we're still in our uh, – we're late, but we're in our best of 2020, but uh, best of TV. And we have a really insane episode coming up for you that I can't – begin to describe because it's going to delve into territory we've never really talked about. It will be very candid, eye-opening, and you'll learn more about, I would guess, what several of our panelists makes them come. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. yeah. But is it as candid as as 302010 Games, which we just recorded? No, no, no. One of my my childhood friends became a uh, a sexpert. And she hmm. is in town, and we're going to talk about some stuff, and related to pop culture for real. And uh, yeah, and, and then thirty twenty ten games. We're almost caught up. We're almost right. caught up. We were like way behind a, a week ago, and now we're almost caught up. Um, yeah, we have a brand new episode this week. Uh, Patreon dot com slash Laser Time. I forget what's happening with. The episode I did with Sonia Ballantyne, the going wonderful up on person. Both Patreon. So the live from the Patreon and Patreon.com slash LazerTime. I uh, don't know when, but like I had never looked at the Planet of the Apes movies as um, from a native perspective, from an indigenous oh, person shit. perspective. Wow, yeah, sure. And uh, I, I don't know what happened. Like Sonia is like, you want to talk about these movies? I'm like, funny story. I'm watching these right now. And like, yes, I want to talk about them. And all of my friends hate me mostly. So like they never want to talk about the best trilogy ever made. The Planet of the Apes, the new Planet of the Apes trilogy. But so and I talk about it. I'll go out on a limb and say definitely of the 2010s, it was the best trilogy. We that got. third movie is not mm. great. No, it's the, the third movie is better than the first. The first movie can be sort of thrown away. Hmm. Uh, it, that, that, that movie's a... It rushes things, but... Um, it's Woody Harrelson. I, I love watching him die. Every movie, every good movie he's in, he dies. All right. As always, you can visit us online at VigiGameApocalypse.com. Uh, ping us on Twitter at VGApocalypse. Or visit me personally on Twitter at Wikiparas. That's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. Not easy. That's a bot. Uh, anyway, that has been our show. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. WKIP in Cincinnati. <laughs> Why did everyone look so pained and embarrassed with this? <laughs>